If I was to give you any advice as to wear your headphones as low volume as you can, because remember when I was on the Power Pig and stuff, and oh, I, yeah. I just had those motherfuckers just jacked up. and be like, Bob Bob Sponge, here's a brand new one from Janet Jackson. And, and I just had them jacked the fuck up. And an old timer back in the day is like, listen, kid, I was like 21, 22, and, you know, fucking slinging it. And he was like, you need to turn your volume on your headphones down because when you get older, you know, and so, you know, you're, Having headphones in an enclosed environment is not healthy for your ears, yeah. and now I'm having ear issues, like yeah, big-time ear issues. My ears already fucking ring all the time. Yeah. You might have your headphones. How 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 hot, how loud do you put put your headphones? They're pretty fucking hot right now. Let me hear them. <clears throat> Let me hear them. Here, try mine. I bet you no guest has ever done this with you now. No, you? no, no one ever. See, I'm on. so thankful you're doing oh, it. Too hot. Too hot. Way too hot. Okay, okay. Like, for, like... <clears throat> You, you you need to go like for, yeah like I don't have a okay. mine are perfect maybe Matt Stone maybe Matt Cox Matt had them on <laughs> maybe Matt Cox had them on before you know and and, and, and little motherfucker <laughs> we got to find him a, a leg extender we do. surgeon we, I mean listen do you think your your uh, surgeon buddy can do it who does the fake tits and all uh, that? no that no, is okay. that is probably such an aggressive oh yeah potentially problematic surgery. First of all, you'd sit the kid down and say, listen, Matt, you're a good-looking guy. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. I mean, like, if you think that chicks are going to like you because you're two inches taller, right, that right. shows you how fucked up you are, buddy. Right. Just keep stealing identities and fucking, you know, and, and, and fucking faking the funk. You do that well, bud. You really do. And you're like, what, are you a fucking painter now or some bullshit? I mean, yeah, he paints. I had him. Listen, in full disclosure, I picked him all. I saw... Somebody turned me on to concrete about two years ago. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By the way, my new favorite guess is that motherfucker that that goes into and gets two hundred and fifty Bibles from the janitor and cuts out the pages. And I found that mother that guy's fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's a trip, isn't he? God, is he going to be okay? Is, I mean, I think he's on probation now. Is he not? Yeah, I think he's on probation, but I think he's doing better. I mean, he seems all right. You know what the funny thing is about that? If you read the comments of that podcast, they're ripping me so fucking hard. Why? They're ripping because I think there was one point where I asked him a question, he answered it, and then I asked him the same fucking question like twenty minutes later. Okay, well, so. <laughs> because literally, so. So Matt had him on his show, and he's like, Danny, this guy's great. There's only, like, two or three, you know. Matt Cox has got a show? Matt, Well, Matt Cox met the guy first, and he ca- Matt Cox called me about this guy. And he got, he's like, there's only really, like, two or three legit money counterfeiters that have ever been, like, prosecuted like this guy. Did you know I got in trouble for that? No, I had no idea. That's a story we need to get into. Really? Yeah. So he calls me up, and I'm fucking drunk at my buddy's house. And I'm like, this was, like, four in the afternoon, and this guy wanted to come at, like, six. So I came, I had no idea anything about the guy. I don't know anything about counterfeiting. I'm drunk. I just show up here two hours later and I'm fucking just trying to sober myself up and talk to him. I thought your interview nailed it. Oh, thank I, you. I thought you fucking nailed it. Thank you. I don't know that you get near the credit. Like, I mean, within the Tampa world. Now, I know we're, glo- you know, we, we think globally in podcasting mm. and then on YouTube, but you're a Tampa guy, you know, yeah. and maybe more specifically a Pinellas County guy. Oh, yeah. Born and All raised. Right. I mean, like there's two different distinct people. There's the people that live in Hillsboro and then there's kind of the Pinellas beach life, so to speak. Exactly. But I don't know if you get the credit 
of having as large of a of a YouTube channel is I mean Cletus McFarlane mm-hmm. obviously killing it and 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 what a good guy. Have you had him on? No, I'd love to have him on. Oh, though. but I mean, there's not a lot of people that have your numbers in Tampa. I mean, you, yeah. I don't know. You get near there. Nobody knows who Danny motherfucking Jones is. No, there's we need no to one. get your brand out, buddy. <laughs> we need to get your brand. You're just a regular, clean cut, good looking kid. Well, thank you, man. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, my life is super boring, man. All I do is this, and, and the only thing you're fucking up on is your head, is your headphones, and my headphones. Yeah, right, exactly. It. Yeah, and uh, raise your toddler. You got a toddler? Yeah, I've been in the fucking. Well, I've been in the pool. That's my eyes are all fucking red. How that, old's your that, kid? That miss with my gummy that I ate this morning, but he's uh he's two years old, and oh, uh, it's a boy. He's a boy. Thank God. Yeah. And I got another one due in September. Oh, is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Cool. All right, you're good. <laughs> I kind of want to have a girl to balance it but, out. So I no, have you kind of might want to stop now. Okay, stop. I mean, let me right. just take it from an old timer here. Two's okay. enough. Buddy. Okay, okay. Kids are fucking. How many kids you have? One. You have one. Okay. He, how old is he? Like twenty? Now? He's going to be twenty in, wow. in June, and it doesn't get any easier. You know, here's the deal. Here's the whole kid timeline. Yeah, they absolutely love you. You're the fucking man until they get to be about. 13 then all of a sudden you're no longer the you know dad dad's the coolest motherfucker ever to live right until they get to be about 12 13 Mm -hmm. and then you know they 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 need you less and less and less and then they describe they they you know the boys find uh some pussy right and then it's yeah it's all over but the fucking crime (laughs) it's all over (laughs) just remember you know some things win the uh, win the battle but pussy wins the war Yes. I mean, look, yes. look at the decisions we collectively have made in lieu of pussy. You know what? I was talking to... Have you ever seen that show Westworld on HBO? Yeah. How yeah. fucking good is that show? Oh, it's great. There's that one point I've been thinking about this nonstop for the past fucking three weeks ever since he said it when... Uh, the old guy on that movie, the guy Hannibal, forget his fucking name, Anthony Hopkins. He says, look at Mozart, look at uh, Michelangelo, uh, look at the... The fucking Eiffel Tower, the Empire State Building, all of the most brilliant literature and art architecture in the world. And you think the human intellect is nothing but peacock feathers, just an extravagant mating call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all the most crazy fucking inventions or art that's ever been created by human beings has all just been some extravagant, elaborate mating call. And so if you think about it, growing up, what is our now? Okay, let's. Let's say it's whomever you're attracted to. In today's age, we can't assume that it's a guy, girl, girl, yeah, guy. Yeah. We, we have to assume that there's guy, guy stuff. There's girl, girl stuff. And if you're over 18, love whoever the fuck you want. That's, that's your prerogative. I mean, like, I'm not here to tell you and judge you that heterosexuality is the only way to go. I mean, fuck. Well, you, you, can, you can transition into what you want. You can be what you want. You know, that's, that's a whole different world. But... With regards to, let's just say the way Bubba and Danny's wired, everything we do uh, up to a certain point is to better ourselves with pussy. If, right. If we didn't have, if you and I didn't have a sex drive, so to speak, um, I would rather just hang, I, you and I have more in common talking about, you know, the ball game and bullshit like that than some chick. At the end of the day, the only reason we have her hauling around the buckle brush is because we want to fuck her. One reason we drive, listen, if I didn't care about what a girl thinks about the kind of car I drive, you and I'd be rolling around in a fucking 04 Crown Vic. We don't give a fuck about any, but we do everything in lieu of that pussy. But we come up with stories to, we come up with like stories to prove that that's not why it really is. But it really is. It really is. It really is. At the end of the fucking day. Elon Musk, you think? Well, that's a different character. I mean, that motherfucker doesn't care about nothing. 
I think that he's the most brilliant man in the planet. I, I really do. I mean, fuck, that guy's just got some type of it swagger that we haven't ever seen. I mean, fuck. He doesn't even have a house. He doesn't give a fuck about nothing. I mean, think about if you're the richest man in the world. You don't give a fuck. It's like completely reverse of Matt Cox. Matt Cox worries about everything, including how big his fucking shin bones are. Okay? Elon Musk. And by the way, I always always mispronounce his name on purpose. Just like I know Illinois is Illinois, but I call it Illinois because it's just my Bubba charm. I I call corn on the cob, corns on the cobs, just because it's my white trash fucking, you know, and my cult-like Bubba army following nose that I fucking, but I call him Elon Musk. Elon Musk is the most richest motherfucker in the world. If I was the richest dude in the world, motherfucker, I would have a house that made Ben Mallers look like fucking you know the the maids quarters right <laughs> elon musk doesn't even have a house he fucking crashes on people's couches that's how much fucking swagger he's got oh my right God. if you were the richest man in the world danny jones what kind of house would you have yeah no you have a staff ridiculous. of 50 just telling you how fucking big your dick is exactly. and how much money you got hey uh guy i'm paying a hundred thousand tell me how much money i got right now and how big my cock is and <laughs> How many girls are coming over? To, like Bubba Balzerian almost, right? Like, you know, like, you know, like that guy. That guy's a fraud anyway, isn't he? Oh Haven't they come up that, that Balzerian may be like, it might be like all kind of smoke and mirrors a little bit with him? I don't know. Have they? I think you might want, that might want to be one of your next things you look into. Look that up, Austin. We can look it up right Immediately, now. Immediately, Austin. Fuck. Fucking right now. No, I think, well, he does. I think he rents a lot of the, the houses he lives in. And then he def- and- defaults. I've heard he's defaulted on some of the shit and gotten thrown out of these big ass houses. Well, you houses. know, he went to Admiral Farragut, right? Yeah, yeah, and his dad was, they were from Tampa and yeah, shit. Yeah, his dad was a big fraudster, I think. Right. His dad what, got fucked, he was like a Bernie Madoff type Yeah, character. went to prison and shit. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Versus Game. Game 5 of the Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies playoff series is this Wednesday night. And I think the combined total score between both teams will be over 205 points combined. And this is going to be my first question on Versus Game. Now, here's how the audience is going to be able to make money. All you got to do is download Versus Game and go follow Concrete and vote on our game, which is linked below in the description. We're going to be posting one of these questions for each episode of the next few podcasts. So make sure you go look for the Concrete account on Versus Game. That's V-E-R-S-U-S-G-A-M-E. One word, no spaces. And I'm going to be replying to comments, so go vote now and let us know your reasoning behind what you chose. Back to the show. Yeah. Let's talk about your sponsors here. You haven't given your sponsors. Oh, Liquid Death. Liquid Death. I'd like to have one right now on camera. Delicious. Then you could send it to them, see if you're a really good brand and marketer. You'd be like, you know, arguably one of the best radio personalities in the history of radio. Uh, it w- Endorsed your product today, Liquid Death Mountain Water. It's, I'm, I'm going to take a sip right here. Murder your thirst. I like it. Have them send me a case. It's or pretty ten. cool, right? I got, I got cases. I'll give you some cases. M- murder, your, murder your thirst. That's their slogan. <sighs> you got to see their fucking commercial, too. I like it. The Liquid Death. It's it's canned water, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, canned water because it's the only, it's, I think it's the only canned water. Death to plastic, all about you know recycling and all that. Well, and you know what, Dad? It doesn't taste like, like it just tastes like regular bottled water. Right. Sometimes it gets a, I've had canned water before and it gets a little canny, if you will. It, mm-hmm. it feels canny. I don't know if that is even a no, word. No, I know what you mean, yeah. But it feels aluminum-y, mm-hmm. if it, you know? Yeah. And this feels just like straight water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liquid death, kudos on your shit, buddy. It's good shit, man. Mm-hmm. It's really good shit. I love it. What's that? Have stuff? you ever tried this? No. Can I have a case of it? You see, I'm in So here's what you got to do. Is it mushrooms? 
No, no, no. Oh, okay. So it's for it's for uh it's for like power. Have you lifters. tried microdosing yet? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Oh yeah, microdosing right now. Me too. Are you really? Fuck yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. we gotta talk about that. Yeah. So this stuff's for for fucking power lifters. So oh, please. I'm sure. Have you ever been knocked out like rate like racing or anything? Oh yeah, I've been knocked the fuck you know, out. You know, you know the shit they give football players? They put on their nose and like yeah, like the so, like yeah. like uh, smelling salt. Take a nice whiff of that. That's what it is. Now, hold on, you, are you gonna knock me right the fuck out? No, here? it's fucking great. It'll wire, jack you up. Oh shit, is it legal? Yeah, it's legal. It's like a main line of adrenaline right to Man, your I brain. I need that right before I hit the fucking air. I know, right? Wait, hold on, three, two. Woo! Hey, it's fucking Bob <laughs> the Love Sponge here. I'm it's fucking six oh five. Usually I'm down. At- See this? This is old. This you one's- have to do a thirty milligram Adderall to get that effect. Woo! Oh yeah, hit it! Oh man, don't be I a pussy that. about it, Danny Jones. Hand the fucking heat oh, over oh, here, yeah. cousin. You gotta get it's it legal. Hit. It's an old one. Yeah, we got to get a fresh one. No, in here. Do you just kind of shake it up to yeah, reactivate it, it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, mean. I already know how it works. I gotta, people I gotta eat my show my too. I got the bubble love sponge. Oh, come on. Oh yeah. So let me ask you a question. Why yeah, yeah, the fuck yeah. did you? I mean, <clears throat> seriously, why did you have me on here? You got like you're some, a fucking legend, Bubba. Yeah, I don't know. You're you fucking. So? I mean, for real, dude. You are definitely one of the the most iconic people to ever come out of Florida that I that I know. I remember being like 16, 17 years old in the back of a fucking construction van going to work every day every single morning hearing you come on the radio at 6 a.m. while I'm fucking half brain dead asleep riding to Sarasota listening to you for two fucking hours and I would always wonder the one thing about you that always fucking like perplexed me was this guy is 6 a.m. sharp as a fucking tack and I, didn't even have, morning, and I didn't even have that without shit. Without any of these fucking smelling yeah. salts, fucking rip-roaring at 6 a.m. every fucking day of the week. Like, this guy's got some discipline. And you know the thing about it is, thank you for recognizing that, but in this form, form that we're doing podcast, it is um, kind of the reverse of what what radio is or was, where radio was... High energy, boom, 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 nonstop, fast form. And podcasting slows it way down mm-hmm. and lets you kind of totally, you know, this is like slow fucking. This is fuck. Podcasting is fucking when you're 40 and radio's fucking when you're 18. Because yeah. when you're 18, you know, you're. And when you're 40, you know, you're, well, you're not even 40 yet, are you? No, no. I mean, you're like 34. You're just you're fucking getting it in there. Yeah. And so that, and that's kind of the difference. And um, I've been doing radio now for 35 years. And, uh, you know, thank you for, for saying what you did. I uh, uh, Radio has changed. I'm locally heard on an AM station. Uh, and But, you know, I, I made the digital switch, so to speak, uh, in 17. Uh, and... I kind I really feel sorry for the regular radio guys out there that just have one regular show and have no other forms of distribution because they're radio is dead. I mean, radio is it hundred percent. I mean, it's the it, it is the um, it's the it's the bag phone, so to speak. You know, I mean, look how cell phone technology has gone from. Remember when you first? Maybe you don't even remember this, Danny. But when you were when you were a pimp back in like eighty. Five or six. If you wanted a cell phone, you literally had to have a fucking bag, like like literally a backpack, and the phone was in there, and like you're a military guy, and you had to zip that motherfucker up. 
So that's what radio is now compared to what the digital world is, you know, YouTube, you know, podcasting, uh, you know, uh, all the other different algorithms and, and, and how you how you distribute con, con it's it's still the expression content is king. Mm-hmm. How you distribute your content changes daily. Mm-hmm. And people like you, you know, you probably are way more powerful in your distribution method of your content than any of the highest rated air personality in Tampa doesn't have your reach by far. That's so fascinating to me because sometimes when I'll turn on the radio, I listen to it, whether it be one, I think it's one Oh two five that I yeah, put on the other day the and, and you listen to him talk for, for five minutes and then it's a fucking 30 minutes of commercials, right? How the fuck are they getting all these ads? And well, through agencies and okay. so, and, and that are paying and who's paying for that? Nobody. I mean, digital has digital has cannibalized radio by like 65 70% and the bottom line is that these regular local radio guys are talking to only Tampa and the highest rated radio personality at any one time might have 40,000 people listening to them at one particular time in a in a 15 minute period uh, they break it up in quarter hours. So it's called time spent listening. But like, so, you know, the, the highest rated guy in the morning might have forty to 60,000 people listening at any time. Look at your numbers. I mean, look at big podcasting numbers and people on Spotify and Rogan and, you know, other things like that. You know, Cletus, you know, just, I mean, people don't really realize how powerful. And, and quite frankly, I'm not trying to make this the, da- the, the Danny Jones blow up your ass special, but you, <laughs> you, you really have established, you know, a great, a great thing here. You really have. Being from a radio guy. I mean, I know you looked at me. It's like, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. But. Our radio world has changed. Radio guys would love to be you right now. That's so interesting. For real. Like, and, so you, and I don't know that if a radio, if you've really had a radio guy on here. Never. That really knows it the way I do. But you've reverse engineered the whole thing by creating this digital real estate that you have in platform and delivery mechanism. Your numbers, I mean... I know I kind of had, we, we talked to numbers a little bit earlier, and there's nobody in radio making that type of of digital money. Mm-hmm. None. Not one. But also the podcast market is so oversaturated, too. There's every single it person is, has a fucking podcast. But it's not oversaturated with good stuff. It's mm-hmm. saturated with shit. Mm-hmm. And so content is king. Quality is king. You have, what? Half a million uh, subscribers on YouTube. Just about, yeah. People look at that and 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 gravitate gravitate to that. You know, mm-hmm. like I, one thing I'll look at as I'm going through the YouTube world is I instantaneously look at how many subscribers they had. That legitimizes that particular channel. Right. If I got a guy that's got thirty five, you know. Eh. But, you know, you have, you know, some huge numbers. So it is. It's oversaturated, and it's it's a bubble. It's going to – I think the podcasting world is going to burst like the dot-com bubble did. Really? I do. But I think that the people that have – that are big players in there obviously will stick around and will be will benefit because we'll weed out all the shit. Mm. And, people, and, and people have the biggest – 
misconception of podcasting. People are like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to start making five grand a month. <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, like it's a it's a slow burn really in is. order to in, in, inevitably to be able to establish great clients like Liquid Death. And, mm. and, and those. Well, these aren't a sponsor. I just bought this for fun just to fuck with people. Oh, well, you know what? You should see this is where you're people fucking. like you that appreciate this kind of stuff. Not many guests will appreciate this. Yeah, shit. but here's where you're fucking up is you should take this our video air check of us doing that oh yeah and send it to them and say hey i i use your product that's what i do a lot of times Mm. i use your product uh i had a guest uh, who's well known as well he loves it we'd love to uh endorse your product boom see i need that entrepreneurial mind and so and so you know and say listen um and and if anything, you'll get free product. Mm-hmm. If anything, you'll get free product. You own your own content. Now, in radio, you get into plug-ola and play-ola scenarios with that if you don't own your own content. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, you know, where a, ra- a regular radio guy, let's say, you know, uh, Drew Garabo, who I love, by the way, you know, he couldn't, uh, because he has a Cox contract, couldn't be drinking liquid death because he went to the store and bought it and then throw it out and then get a hold of him liquid death privately and say, hey, would you want to do? No, that would all have to aggregate through Cox and Cox right. would get their little hands in it and the whole nine yards. But you, on the other hand, or me, who own our own content and distribute it our way, we have every right to reach out to the liquid death. So the monsters or this guy here. And so honestly, you should have, is that Justin back there? That's uh, Austin. Austin, Justin, Austin. Same thing. <clears throat> Take the... Cut up the clip of us talking about this, doing the hits. Send it to them and be like, "Man, what? Who else is doing that for right, you? Right, right. You know, give me a, give me a, you know, five six hundred a month uh, sponsorship and uh, all the stuff I can snort, and let's let's call it a day." See, I think one of the good things I think about like the evolution from the old school way of of. Uh, entertainment like radio or tv or movies it's still like that obviously with tv and movies is the whole gatekeeper mentality like you can't it takes it's so hard to break through in like television or in the film industry uh especially now but forever and i'm sure it was just like that with radio like you no one could grab a microphone and just start talking no like there there's these gatekeepers of of old guys in suits who are have you know their buddy buddies with these advertising right. agencies and they all all they care about is money right like, is this guy pretty does he have a nice chin and is he gonna or who's he know or who's his agent or who right. represents him and right. you know did I go out golfing with his agent last week yeah you know they say that realistically you know fifty percent of business gets cut on the golf course these executives that are golfing and out right. you know and so <clears throat> this world doesn't rely on that. You know, I did not, I stumbled upon your podcast through a person that I, my agent, Tom Bean, happened to watch the Matt Cox uh, pot the very first time he was on. Yeah, that was the most popular one. Right. And he reaches out to me, my agent, and says, hey, you might want to get this guy on. So I was like, well, where, where can I see his stuff? Well, there's this uh, thing called concrete, spelled with a K. Go look at that. And so I, and, and now... My co-host, Anna Hummel, in full disclosure, your podcast is one of her favorite podcasts. Really? To the point where she got into a fucking huge concrete rabbit hole a few nights ago. We talked about this on my show. I need to actually have my producers pull the clip. We've been talking about you guys a lot on my show, the concrete podcast, and she's like, we opened the show up a couple mornings ago, and she's like, oh my God, I got into this concrete podcast deal and they were talking about this one dude who uh followed these people around in west virginia 
<clears throat> and, oh yeah, yeah, Mark Lado. Yeah, and she so she was watching the Mark Lado deal. So then she started getting into that, and then she got into the Whitakers of of mm-hmm. West Virginia. And so your podcast got her into this rabbit hole. And so you're doing great things here. And you know, I I, I want to help you if in what I can do, like things like like what I just showed you on how to do that. But I also want you to help me yeah. because I think together we could do some good shit together. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I mean I'm ahead of you. Maybe in branding, in the knowledge of radio, but fuck, you are way ahead of me on in this world. Well, by you're, far, you're you are leaps and bounds ahead of anybody when it just comes to just you're just such an interesting like personality, and you're so charismatic, and you're so good at talking, and you're so good at like developing that rapport with people. I'm fucking dog shit at that. Like I I came up just holding a video camera, making my own little documentary films and like little TV like pilots and shit. Yeah, like but that. you got the it factor. No, and I and I just well, I, I, I disagree. wanted it enough. I, I disagree wanted it that you're dog shit on that. I disagree. Well, I've gotten a little bit better. I mean, you're interviewing me, and I think you're killing it. Well, thank you. I, I mean, so it. like <clears throat> you know, I think that I think that you. I mean, you're. I really, really think that together, you know, we could do some good shit together. How did you? So, I don't think. I don't know if you've ever done this. I don't know if there's any like sort of like sequential documentary of your life anywhere. There's there's actually a couple things being shot right now. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm shooting one documentary called "Video Killed the Radio Star," <laughs> which is I think about the most fucking brilliant. You know the the Hulk Hogan sex tape really fucked up my life. It really did, and a lot of people don't know the truth to that. If you were to go ask. Let's say that you two guys are walking down the International Mall or anywhere for that fucking matter. Does anybody go to the fucking to Pinellas Park? Uh, what's the Seminole? Uh, no, what's uh, Tyrone? Does anybody go to Tyrone Mall anymore? Not really. <clears throat> I know, but if you're hanging out on the beach or something amongst you know men twenty five to fifty four, and you walk up to anybody in Tampa, Florida, or uh, maybe the world for that most part, and you're like, "Hey, what do you know about the Hogan sex tape?" And they're going to say, oh, his best friend, Bubba the Love Sponge, uh, taped uh, uh, Hogan fucking his wife. And then Bubba tried to sell it and do him dirty. There's truth to that. I did let him fuck my wife. And my home surveillance system got captivated it as it captivates everything. That's the my own. That's my only dabbling in the whole thing. The sequence of events that happened thereafter will absolutely blow people's fucking minds when they find out how this all went down. Now I'm not trying to say, oh, listen, I'm innocent. No, no, I let my best friend fuck my hot wife. I did. My best friend was in a. Which that's, that's not. I mean, if everyone's willing, and there's nothing I mean, wrong with there that. There was three willing participants, right. and really, at the end of the day, had an employee of mine not steal my fucking my surveillance. Uh, only three people to this day would still know about that event, and my life wouldn't have been ruined. Uh, my ex-wife wouldn't be considered a whore, and Hogan wouldn't have 141 million dollars in his pocket. <laughs> So, I mean, joke's on me, motherfucker. I he, mean, my, he really got all that money? No, no, he didn't. He got, I, and I, in my opinion, in my opinion between now, there were, no, don't forget, there were two lawsuits. There was Hogan versus Gawker, and then the lawsuit that nobody knows about, Hogan versus Cox. Oh, okay. This, all of this was aggregated through Cox Media. People don't, that lawsuit settled. That lawsuit settled. That's the story I'm going to tell. Oh. I'm going to tell that story. Everybody knows Hogan versus Gawker and how that worked out. But if you were to go and ask that, people say, well, people don't realize is that 
My best friend, Hulk Hogan, lived with me at his lowest point of his life in 2007. He was suicidal. Uh, I, I had to take a gun away from him at one time. He was, he, was, he was going to kill himself. And we were coming home from the dollhouse one night. My wife and I had a, a, a semi-open relation. I mean, you know, we were, we were, I wouldn't say we were necessarily in the lifestyle, but, you know, I'm not a jealous guy. I, I've seen th- through all of my years on being on radio and, you know, the, the squirt Olympics and the <laughs> girls pissing in fucking coffee cans and shooting ping pongs balls out their pussies and just all the stuff that I've seen, you know, I've become calloused. So my best friend fucking my wife is not that big a deal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and you guys were married. You we guys were, were together. Yeah, we were married. Okay. And, and, and so we're driving home from the dollhouse and my wife calls me and Hogan's down. He's going through the worst fucking divorce ever. And I, I just told I said, hey, Heather, have a little sexy outfit on and, and, and take care of my boy when we get home. And it was pretty much that it was pretty much that simple. Um, the 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 chain of custody of the tape is a story in itself. Uh, I, it was it, we, uh, Heather and I were going through a very nasty divorce and I didn't want that, you know, that that DVD at my house at that time. So I took it and put it in my office. And an employee stole it, and the rest is history. The employee disseminated it. The employee used it to try to extort Hogan for a million dollars. There was an FBI. Did you know that there was an FBI sting? I had no fucking clue. No. Nobody knows this. Nobody knows that this tape was shopped all around Hollywood, and everybody in Hollywood asked the the, the, Spice Boy, Matt Lloyd, Spice Boy, my co-host, was shopping this to Digital Underground and to Wicked Productions and all this and says, you know, because the sex tape world with the Ray J and Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton and Tommy Lee. You know, those those were worth millions of dollars because people, the people in the in the tapes agreed, you know, for the right at the end of the day. Right. Pam and Tommy want to act like they didn't. They made a lot of money on that deal. Well. Heather, myself, or Hogan. Well, sex tape hasn't made money. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy. I'm the person that's been on the worst side of sex tape. I'm the, I am the fucking, the guy who got butt fucked by sex by sex tapes. So, as Spice Boy was shopping this this tape, I didn't even know that it was gone. You know, like for instance, see that toolbox over there? Yeah. Okay, you might have three half inch wrenches in there. Do you really know that there's three in there? Last time you checked, there was three. But do you go back every day and check that there's three half-inch wrenches? Right. No. <clears throat> I knew my this. I knew this sex tape was in my office in in the desk. I didn't go every day and relook. Oh, it's still there. Mm-hmm. I just knew. I never had an employee theft program uh, problem. I didn't. You know, I had nothing. I, I had a pretty small staff, and nobody went in my office, and I'd never have a theft problem. People had keys to the building. They could come and work on the weekends and things like that. Well, one of my employees stole it. I didn't know it was stolen until one of my uh, producers, Brent Hatley, calls me March 4th, 2011 and flat out asks me, did, did Hogan fuck your wife? And I'm like, I'm driving into work. It's 440 in the morning. I'm on the Howard Franklin. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, on the dirty.com there's a screenshot of your bedroom with Hogan you know on top of on top of Heather and I'm like oh my god Brent <clears throat> Brent run into my office right now and look at my top desk top drawer 
under some papers, there should be a DVD that says Hogan on it. And he walked in there and came, he said, it's not there. And my, I knew him, I knew, I knew, I knew my life was ruined. So Spice Boy oh was taking God. this tape and, and when he was going to, <clears throat> uh, digit, when he was going to all these places that could potentially buy a sex tape, the first thing they asked was, well, do you have 2257 forms on the people involved? And a 2257 form is just a standardized form that says, I am this person giving you permission to right. use my likeness and distribute it, and we own the right, you know, all that kind of bullshit, mm-hmm. which you should have me sign at the end of the day. I'm actually, no, I don't have anybody sign those. You should. I, I should, yeah. You know what? I'll give you a If temp- anybody ever told me they didn't want to be on here, I would take it down. Sure, but, you know... If you uh, have it a twenty two fifty seven further insulates, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that would be a good idea. That would be a it, responsible I'll, thing to do. I have a, for, I'll have, I'll, oh really? I'll, yeah, I have the, I have the the template, okay. so to speak. I can get you. Oh, that would be fucking and, awesome. And you, and and Thank then you. and you tell them, you know, you can either put in the form or you can tell them, hey, this is just gives me the rights to put this on. But if you would ever have a problem with it, I'll take it down. Right. Like you know, like be disarming when you would right. tell them that because if they look at like you know. Like, looks a little intimidating, you know, mm-hmm. sign in some shit. Right. But um, Another radio lesson. Right. I can teach you a lot of lessons. <laughs> I know. Man. I'm learning a lot today. And my next lesson is to get a vasectomy, okay, now? Let's let's, let's keep it at two. Let's keep it at two. You want to keep this empire going, motherfucker? You get another mouth to feed. <laughs> then you got to figure you and your wife are going to end up getting a divorce one of these days. You got fucking three child support payments instead of two. Fuck. You, you got know, baby, mom, baby always, mama drama. She always says that. She goes, she goes I'm never letting you divorce me. But I don't care what the fuck happens when we get older. She's like, you're getting a vasectomy after our next kid, after three kids, because I don't want any other bitch to have your kids. <laughs> that's her way of looking at it. That's but her way. She, that's, that's quite. That's that's a lot of wisdom right there. You might want to listen to old girl on that one. Yeah. But you might want to try to whittle her down. And let's keep it at a two. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm I mean, child support's strictly a number. It's twenty percent of your gross per kid. Think 20% about percent per kid. Per kid, bud. Oh God. <laughs> You're looking at 60 points. 60% of everything. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Yeah, homeboy's thinking about his job right now. I can see why Hogan was suicidal. Yeah. Well, I mean, Linda got, I mean, fuck, I mean, his divorce settlement was just crazy. So anyway, um, uh, Spice Boy starts shopping this tape. He can't find anybody in Hollywood or anybody in the porn industry that will touch it. They're like, listen, we cannot put, we cannot put this up if you don't have, you know, at least Heather and Hogan. On 2257s, it's illegal. Well, um, at that point, the tape was worth nothing. So he, this is, Danny, this will blow your fucking mind. And this is what people in the mall and and don't know, is that he then got a hold of his wife's best friend who named Lori Burbage, who worked at the Bank of America. She was just making like, you know, 20, 20, like a single mom. And gave her a thousand dollars to be uh, the liaison, and he called up a guy named uh, Keith Davidson, who was the number one sex tape broker in Hollywood. I've heard of him. And he came, he flew to Tampa and brokered this, and he had David Houston, who's Hogan's lawyer, who's now dead. And Hogan... Is that the guy who looks like a burn victim? Yeah, looks like Fire Marshal Bill. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I got so much heat when he I used died? to say that. Yeah, he died in oh, Reno. Oh, fuck. And so... Uh, him and Hogan, uh, Keith Davidson got a hold of him and Hogan and said, we have this sex tape. I have this sex tape. Well, first of all, the dirty.com print put, put the screenshot of it up uh, in March. 
and kind of uh, alerted the world that it was out there. So everybody's scrambling around. Where the fuck is it? Nobody knows they can't produce it. The dirty.com has to pull it down immediately. But 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 Spice Boy fucked up by I think like I think he got like forty five hundred dollars to send them that just that picture. So as he's shopping it, he can't sell it. He then arranges a meeting to for Keith Davidson to represent him and Hogan, David Houston, and Lori Burbage, who represents the owner of the tape because if spice boy would have walked in there hogan would have said fuck because they knew he knew spice boy worked for me right you right. know he, he spice boy wanted to completely stay out of it right so Lori Bur- burbage goes in representing the owner of the tape keith davidson's in there they broker it but what they don't know is that hogan and david houston called the fbi and said we're being extorted they want a million dollars for this sex tape that for hogan to buy back so that it doesn't get out that's what bad guys do is if i got something here and you don't want this you don't want your wife to see this well then buy it off of me bitch right right otherwise she's gonna get it now that was true somebody did try to extort him for a million true it's and it's and it was an FBI sting that's been fully documented video. Really, t- they have it like recorded him yes. actually saying that. Yes. Wow. I'll have that footage on my documentary. Wow. So they're in there, and Hogan writes a dummy check for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to buy back this tape. The feds knock the door down. Fucking put Lori Burbage and Michael Dave uh, Keith Davidson in handcuffs. Oh, this gets fucked up, Dan. You're going to fucking freak out over this deal. Holy shit. So the FBI does this big sting, the whole fucking nine yards. Keith Davidson's lawyer's up and hires a guy named Brian Albritton. Now, Brian Albritton was my original attorney when I got in trouble for the hog situation. Remember my hog deal? Oh, yeah. He was my first attorney. So now, but he, now, when each new president comes in, they uh, uh, appoint uh, a, a U.S. attorney for the district. In Florida, there's three districts, the upper, the middle, and the lower. Well, that is you're basically the U.S. attorney for the middle. You know, you decide what the federal, pro- the federal government prosecutes. Well, Brian Albritton, after he became my attorney under the George W. Bush administration, was a big sling and dick. He worked for Holland and Knight. He was the U.S. attorney for six years in Tampa. So he was the, you know, the big sling and dick, this guy named Brian Albritton. Well, after George W. Bush left and Obama came in, then they appoint a new U.S. attorney. It's all politics. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian Albritton, if you're a former U.S. attorney, after a year or 18 months, you, then, you can then go into the private world sector and be a regular lawyer. So mm-hmm. what do bad guys do when they're in trouble? If you got the opportunity to hire the former U.S. attorney who just left that office, who has all of his boys back then, who do you hire? You hire that guy, right? Right, right. So Michael Davidson hires Brian Albritton to represent him. Brian Albritton walks into the U.S. attorney's office, a guy named Lee Bentley now. Okay, I'm sorry, Robert Robert O'Neill. And he, Robert O'Neill is the U.S. attorney, and he was formerly Brian Albritton's assistant. So that's his boy. So Brian Albritton goes and says, listen, you got a pro wrestler and you got a fucking shock jock. Both are uncredible witnesses. This is going to be a fucking clown show. You can't press charges on these people. They know prostate. They know processed it. What does that mean? They didn't prosecute. They didn't attempt to. They said no. 
So it didn't get pro- Matt Lloyd, Spice Boy, Lloyd Burbage, Michael Davidson, Keith Davidson, all the people that extorted Ho- Hogan got away with it because I was the victim. Because I'm a bad guy. I'm the loud mouth. I'm the guy that did Lesbian Tuesdays, No Panties Thursday, Redneck Mondays, Squirt Olympics. Squirrel, you know, squirt, squirt Olympics, shoot ping pongs out your pussy, ping pong. And that guy doesn't make a good victim. You can do whatever the fuck you want to me, but they're never, they, they never will prosecute for me. So it got unprosecuted. So here it gets better. So Matt Lloyd, Spice Boy, gets away with it. He basically gets away with it. I'm still doing mornings on the bone, and now I have been, and Mike Count is doing afternoons, Mm -hmm. and I'm still the morning man, but I'm now kind of the fucking piece of shit because America or corporate, they don't know about this failed extortion attempt because there was no charges brought. So Are you talking about it? No, I'm really not talking okay. about it because I don't know about it because it takes a year for that shit to get out, you know, mm. for, and I didn't even really know about it until Hogan sued Gawker and I'm in a deposition and they start asking me all these questions and I'm like, what? Huh? And so, um, uh, Spice Boy then takes this tape. He's cleared. No big deal. And it's no value. There is no value to this tape. You can't extort Hogan for it. Right. Cause you almost went to prison for that deal. <laughs> You can't get anybody to buy it. So the only value it is is to get me fired over it and for Mike Calta to get mornings on the bone. And so Spice Boy gives it to Mike Calta. Mike Calta gives it to his agent, Tony Burton, and Tony Burton hand delivers it to Gawker. Gawker publishes it. I get fired, and the bone promotes Calta, and he's still there to that day. He's still the number one morning man in Tampa, which I used to be. And he used my sex tape to fucking do it. And I'm going to tell that story. It's a story that nobody in this room. Did you know that? I had no fucking clue. I knew he was somehow involved, but I didn't know the details. Yeah. And so Hogan then sued Gawker. Was awarded one hundred one forty one million, collected thirty five million because they filed bankruptcy and he was the largest creditor. Mm-hmm. So got thirty five million there. I was heard after Peter Thale and all Peter the. Thiel, yeah. I heard that Hogan put about ten, and this is just strictly my opinion. I heard Hogan put about ten million in his pocket for that. After that was all shut down, then he sued. It was brilliant. He sued Cox separately for the distribution, you know, of 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 how it got out and. In, if you, one of the, maybe my next appearance, if you go to the Pinellas County Court court doc and you look up Hogan versus Cox and you and you read the complaint, you can, it shows, you know, it, it lays it right on. That's basically what my documentary is going to be is the following, um, the is, is following the complaint. Wow. And Cox, I heard, and this is just strictly hearsay, okay. that Cox wrote Hogan a 50 million dollar plus check wow for it because hogan had evidence of this tape now here's the bad thing about it is spice boy quit my show in february of 2011 stole the tape shopped it to the dirty and then so this 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 tape appeared after he quit my show 
And he quit my show on great terms. We were like, he was like, I'm going to go. He, he, he quit my show. I remember when he quit. Yeah, and he <laughs> went to go do nights on the co- on on, yep. on the bone, and it was a big thing. It was like, hey, you're leaving my show, but you're going to do your own show. My agent even cut his deal for him for free just because, I mean, we, that was my guy. Right, that was my guy. Right. I didn't know that he what he had took on, on, on his exit plan. So, you know, um, he distrib- you know, he distributed it all, and they Cox did fire him. But, you know, for years, I was the bad guy, the bad guy. And in the evidence that Hogan had in Hogan versus Cox, I, uh, I, I, I invite anybody to go to the Pinellas County Court record system and just type in Hogan versus Cox and read the complaint. It will blow your fucking mind that Hogan had the fact that Cox actually had this tape on their servers and the management would look at it. Cox management would look at this, watch this Hogan fucking my wife tape while I worked there. The ongoing joke behind my back while I was working there was, hey, have you seen the fucking tape? Oh my God. So then the guy that they fought, so Calta's agent, Tony Burton, spins it to Cox and says, you can't have this guy as your morning guy. He's a pornographer. He let you know his wife fuck Hogan he tried to do his best friend dirty I mean you can't have that clients are going to be falling off nobody wants to be associated with that guy so they fired me and they promoted the guy at the end of the day they had to write a 50 million dollar what I was told a 50 million dollars and that motherfucker is still there to this day and I am still the motherfucker in the whole entire world everybody thinks I did it that is so fucking bizarre. I mean, it's so bizarre. Let me give you a, an example that you might be able to wrap your fucking head around and, to, and take the Bubba factor out of it. You know Mark Wilson on Channel 13? No. Okay. Mark Wilson, Channel 13, is the head lead anchor at the 6 o'clock. You know, it was him and Kelly Ring. Like local news? Yeah, local okay, news. Okay. And I'm just using local because I, I thought maybe you would know a little bit about it. I but like, it. you know. Uh, I do watch Tucker every now and again. All right, let we'll me, go into that later. Let me use let me use Tucker, who's, okay. a, who's a friend of mine. I know, very good friend of mine. I know. Call him up right now. Let's say Sean Hannity. You're familiar with that? Yep. Okay. Sean Hannity, um, Tucker, and his wife are in an open relationship, and so let's think of somebody super famous that Tucker might know. Uh, Donald Trump. Okay, let's just use that. Different players, but here's the scenario. So, Tucker. Let's Trump fuck his wife. Right. There's video of it. It's not going anywhere. It's, you know, it's just, it's not going to go anywhere. Hannity fucking wants Tucker's job. So Hannity steals the tape. He starts shopping it around and everybody's like, fuck, we can't, we can't. We, do, do you got consent forms for, you know, Tucker's wife and Trump? No. Eh, sorry, we can't do anything about it. Okay. The FBI does a sting and fucking goes and uh, and and, and uh, Tucker's liaison tries. To, I mean, I mean, uh, Sean Hannity's liaison tries to sh- shake Tucker down for a million dollars. The FBI gets involved. People get arrested. But the FBI is like, listen, you got Donald Trump here. You got fucking Tucker. It's a fucking right wing fucking shit storm here. Uh, we're not going to prosecute this. OK, right. All right. Hannity's like, fuck, it didn't work there. So Hannity goes to Fox and Hannity then, you know, or no, Hannity goes to CNN and says, hey, I got a tape for you You guys might want to fucking play it. CNN plays the shit out of it. Right. Boom. 
Fox fires Tucker and gives Hannity the job, and then five years later realizes that Hannity is the one that distributed it, but lets Hannity keeps his job. Yeah, I mean it's the, it's same, the same thing. It's the same thing. Almost it's much the same bigger thing. players. Right. You know, a little more sexier. Not at the time. At the time, it was probably about equivalent. I mean, you were much bigger than Tucker back then, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. One of the reasons why Tucker was on my show every Tuesday for five years is because we were globally bigger than him. He was. Using, I had no clue who Tucker was right, when he was on your show. Yeah, I just knew that he was this great fucking guest who would come. Oh, on. he was the best. He'd be like, uh, and what? And he got in a lot of trouble for his appearances because he was so cynical and so funny he'd be like let me tell you about iranian women if they're not out you know fucking camels uh they have hair underneath their arms you know and then you know and now he's gotten in trouble over all of his appearances on my show right, right. you know but like uh same same you know same scenario but just different players that would never ever in a million years last people would not fucking tolerate that no fox would not go for that why did I, it's just it blows my mind that listen i am a bad guy I've done a lot of fucked up shit. I'm the second highest fined radio personality in the in the history of radio. That's I, a good fucking thing. I, yeah, I've uh, you know well, I, you're second to Howard, right? Right, second to Howard. Um, I have you know been. Uh, I, do, let me ask you this, Danny. And you've had a lot of criminals and people that have been in trouble on your show. How many of your guests have been on trial four times, jury trial? Four times and are four and zero. Oh. You're probably the only one. I'm one hundred percent the only one. Yeah, I've been on trial four times and have never lost. Jury trial where I have jury of my peers in my community that have let me free every fucking time. Four times, I've been on trial four fucking times. If that doesn't show you Same. that society yeah. fucking absolutely has me all wrong, and when I'm judged by impartial people on whatever I've been trumped up on, I've, I'm not the fucking piece of shit that people think I am. And you got a really good lawyer. I got great lawyers. <laughs> when, when I came into the power pick, I said, I got my lawyers and my lesbians. That's all I need in life. Lawyers and lesbians. That's all you need. And, 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 and there's a little truth to that. I mean, you fucking know. Pow power pig is oh. such a good fucking name. Just power pig. It power fucking pig. rolls oh. off. Bubba there. Bubba Spakin. What's your name? Um, Lisa? Mello. Lisa, how old are you? Twelve. Call me in six years when you got pubic hair, bitch. <laughs> Hang up. Bam. I had a 52 share at night. Hello, Power Pig. Baba. What? Um, uh, my grandpa died last week. Here's one, uh, an infamous call, which I wish I could find. My grandpa. First of all, what's your name? Uh, Lisa. How old are you? Fourteen. Well, I shouldn't even be talking to you because I don't talk to anybody under 18 because you're a little kid. You're a little fetus. Get the hell off my phone, you little fetus. But I'll let this one through. What What do you want? Well, okay, Baba. Um, my grandpa died, and his favorite song was, you know, some bullshit song. And uh, can you play that for me? Because my family's all gathered around right now, and we want I go, Lisa, let me ask you a question. What? Did Grandpa Fred, is he, is he in the ground in a casket? Yes. And when did you put Grandpa Fred in the, in the casket? Uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Were you there at the burial? Yes. Did you guys put a boom box in there at all? Like, did, was there a boom box or a radio? Uh, no. Well, then how the fuck can Grandpa Fred hear the song we're going to play? And it, this is all for selfish reasons to make you guys feel good. The bottom line is you just have to deal with the Grandpa Fred took a lick. He's dead. He's not going to fucking hear the song, and I ain't playing it. Get off my fucking phone. <laughs> 
that's the shit that I would do. <laughs> so and, and I had a 54 share because nobody in radio had the balls to do it. And be like, you know, just, you know, shit. Hey, uh, who's this? This is Johnny. How are you, Johnny? Nine. Johnny, is your mom and dad still together? No. You got a stepdad? No. How old's your mom, Johnny? She's 35. She got big knockers, Johnny. Uh, For all the numbers. Yeah. You know, like her boobs. You know, like, are they big? Now, this is probably very inappropriate to be talking about a nine-year-old. Yeah. Listen, Johnny, how about I come over there and wear out, and just wear out your mom tonight? You know what? I own Love Sponge Limos. Johnny, how would you like to be going to school in one of my limos tomorrow? Because I spent the night at your house because your mom was wearing me out, and she made us French toast in the morning. Johnny, how would you like that? Rolling up there with my 42-foot limo that said Love Sponge. You'd be the coolest guy in the world, wouldn't you, Johnny? Um, I don't know. Get out of here, Johnny. I didn't mean any of it, you little bastard. Leave me alone. <laughs> Oh my fucking god, yeah, that's dude! The, that's the shit that I, you know on the power pick, and then I went to ninety eight rock, and then that was a whole. You know, I'd have I'd have literally. Hi, who's this? This is Rhonda. I work at Bennigan's, and me and my boyfriend are here in bed. Rhonda, listen, your boyfriend right there? Yeah, put put him on the phone. Hello, uh, hey, what's your name, Ron? Ron, why don't you start blasting her right now live on the air? Get on top of her and just start just going crazy. And I want to hear it. Put the phone down there. Next thing you know, wham, wham. Uh, uh. Have her call you Superman. Oh, Superman, Superman. Bark like a dog. I mean, you know, just all. And the thing about it is, as I was telling you off the air, I have all of this shit. I just got to wrap my head around it and figure out how I'm going to distribute it. And whether I put it up on YouTube or that I put it up on a podcast, I mean, I got all of this. I have, I've owned all my content since 1992. I have that many, I have enough content that would fill this room up. Even though that you were on like, like uh one Oh two five and all those networks, I you owned, still own it. I owned it all. Really? I would, my agent Tom Bean was so brilliant. I was an independent contractor that licensed my show to them for the term of my contract. And they had the right to broadcast my material. But the minute that I was no longer employed, they had no, they had no right to it. Wow. To distribute it anyway. And I had, and so I have, I have all of that. I just need a guy like you to help me out and to get it out. Well, we're going to do that, whether it's me or... I, mean, I need a hit of this Yeah, shit. I need another hit, too. Yeah, Let me get a hit, too. Yeah, maybe turn the air down. Fred, it's hot. Air down? It is fucking hot in here, bro. I create a lot of energy, Fred. I really do. It is fucking hot. We need to, we need to crank that shit down with your Birkenstocks. And that fucking perm of yours. Is, is that, that a that perm? that fucking perm. Oh, is that yeah. a perm? That's a fucking perm. Let me no. see. Let me no, see. he's a... Uh, where are you from, Austin? What's your, what's your nationality? Uh, Czechoslovakian? Polish. 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 Oh, he's a Polish Jew. We're not even going there. Polish, Polish Jew? Polish Jew. Oh, yeah. he's triple insulated. You can do anything he wants. <sighs> Where do you get that shit at? Uh, on their website, Jimmy. <clears throat> it's uh, jujimufu.com. I saw it because I saw I saw uh, Joe Rogan was using it. He, him and uh, uh, did you know Rogan? Leo did you know Rogan used to? I've had him on my show. I saw that. I saw the fucking thing on YouTube. I can't believe it only has a thousand fucking views on YouTube. It's so he's on fire for like so a whole do, fucking how hour. Do, how do I get? To, do I just need to take that video and we put got, some need, Danny Jones? We need to spice it up a little bit. Some Danny to, Jones need, love on it. We need to put some lipstick on I, it. And I put got it back on I got Joe Rogan saying I'm a fan of your show, and I actually missed a meeting last week because I was so riveted to your show I could. And get out yep. of the car. How the fuck? Hey, man, you I said he pulled it. over on the side of the highway to listen to you talk to How somebody. How's not putting 15 bucks a month in my fucking pocket? What the fuck? <laughs> I need to pull these Jew with the fucking white trash kicker here immediately. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, like I couldn't like how long ago was that you had Joe on your 08. show? That was 08. And he took and what you know was what? he doing touring for comedy? Yeah, and and UFC. Uh, okay. you, you when I was when I was with Sirius XM, you I had to fucking sweetest deal. You uh, Dana White would give would pay me $25,000 for every pay-per-view to fly me out and they had my own studios right backstage and every fighter had to come interview with me at live on Sirius really? XM. Yeah, fucking VIP suites, whores, fuck everything. Crazy, yeah. That's fucking I don't amazing. even realize how fucking cool I used to have it. God damn, now I'm in a fucking AC unit back <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> now you're in the fucking Danny now Jones trailer. Danny Jones fucking sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was my inspiration for this setup. It was supposed to look like a, like a yeah. 70s porno. It, it, but you know what? On camera, it looks good. Yeah, thank you. It looks it looks good. Is that a, oh? So that's your that's your liquid death. Stuff that's over my there. liquid death memorial. Right? Yeah. You got any concrete T shirts that you have? Uh, I, I got a fucking shitload of them for you over there. Oh, and hoodies. Each each yeah each guest. Not each guest. Not every guest. Not every guest gets them. Some people yeah, don't that's right. It, like you know I, when I was telling my girl, I was like, uh, yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna bring this guy some shit. He's pretty cool. He might be able to help me. I like him. Yeah. No, for you, I got you a shitload of stuff. Um, good three X. Oh, no, the biggest size is 2X. Oh, motherfucker. You're, you're 3X. You don't look 3X. Uh, you know what? I'm losing weight, so uh, that, that'll give me something. When I can finally wear my concrete hoodie, I'll make a big deal. Are you always it. trying different diets and shit still? My, I remember when back f- when I used to listen to you, you were always trying different shit. Yeah, I'm, I mean, aren't we all? I mean, aren't we? I mean, you're trying this shit, right? Exactly. I mean, we're well, all that's, trying. that's my diet. The salt when you're diet. fat, you're always trying, like, you know. Yeah. I just, I've always been, I've always either been big, like I played football, and big, but then I got real fucking fat. Radio, when I got, when fat I was fat, yeah, because when I was on the power pig, you know, it was like we were, and, and you know Matt Heller from Horn, Horn Blasters? No. Might want to look him up. Okay. He's a fucking stud. Matt Heller, he owns Horn Blasters. Okay. You know those big train horns that people put oh, on trucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He owns that. And this motherfucker, like, uh, hangs out with the Gronkowskis. And he probably travels in some of the same circles like Tifu and mm-hmm. some of that shit. But um, Matt, he- what was I talking? What was I talking about? Matt Heller, um, fuck diet. We're talking about diet and like eating and shit. And he was one. Of the, I don't know how he got. Fucking remember about Matt Heller? I forget <clears throat> now. Fuck, I completely he said radio. We started getting radios when he started getting fat, and he started talking oh. about Matt Heller. Yeah, I forget now. Fuck, I forget. Anyway, that's okay. It doesn't matter. So, Wait, it's that fucking sniff shit you that, got going. The fucking the, the way that you talk to people when they used to call in and shit, like on the power pig and talking. Like, is that just like an inherent? Oh, I know. Part Matt, can I, I'm, I didn't even fuck. Go ahead. Matt Heller said it best. Back in the day in Tampa, and then I was you know syndicated in like twelve other cities: Miami, Orlando, Jacksonville. You know, Fort Walton Beach, uh, Naples, Fort Myers, uh, Hartford, Connecticut, Richmond, Virginia, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, San Diego. You know, so I was my I was syndicated. You know, while I was doing my morning show on ninety eight Rock, and so as you said when we were you know earlier when you were being that pickup truck and you'd be listening to me, think about it. You didn't have a smartphone. There was no Twitter. There was no Twitch. There was no YouTube. There was no Instagram. There was no Spotify. There was no nothing. I was the form of social media. If you wanted to know what was cool, what was happening, what was shocking, what was sexy, what might be provocative, I was your only outlet. That's why I got to be so big and so iconic in, in, 
the space that I was is because I was kind of the first form of social media in our little world, in our little microcosm of radio, so mm-hmm. to speak. So when you're in the back of that truck, you know, you didn't have your fucking phone to be scrolling through looking at fucking, you know, TikTok shit. You had to listen to the radio right. in order to be cool and to know what was going on. And Matt, exactly Heller, right. Matt Heller was the one that came up with that. He was, you know, he's super... Um, uh, big on social media. I think I think Horn Blasters has like a million five Instagram people, wow. and that's a local deal. But I th- I think that that's the tr- I think I don't mean to be narcissistic or bragging, but I think that's kind of right. I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I was able to obtain or get to the status you know th- that I that I've that I've become or had at one time. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a hundred percent right. I think um, you know back in those times like what I was trying to get at before was like the, like your whole personality and the way you, you come across, like even like being so energetic first thing in the morning and being able to go through these fucking marathon shows every single morning and, and, and maintain that energy throughout the whole thing, even though and you I've start- never done, and I've never done cocaine ever in my life. Never, ever stop. I've never done cocaine in my entire life. I didn't think you were on cocaine, but I thought you were for sure on Adderall. no, no. Never? No. Now, recently, I d- I've discovered Adderall, but Adderall wasn't a thing until, what, how many years ago? I, I mean... Yeah. Oh, I, I fucking took Adderall when I was in college, like I, 2007. I eight? knew... I knew... I didn't <clears throat> I didn't find out about Adderall until probably five years ago. Really? Right. I mean, I didn't even smoke weed, and I, I now love weed, uh-huh. but I didn't even try weed until 10 years ago when I was 46. When I Prior to that, I was in doctrine, like, I was from Warsaw, Indiana, and, like, weed was a gateway drug. The minute that you smoked a joint, mm-hmm. you're going to be shooting up heroin, and so I was like... Yeah. And so this rock style of this rock star of a lifestyle that I lived and, you know, I'd be backstage with Motley Crue at Livestock and I'd be with fucking, you know, your life. I can't believe you've never tried cocaine That's crazy or weed. Everybody be getting high as fuck. Even my guys who work for me. And I'd be like, ah, I don't need that. You know, I'm just naturally, you know, high energy and I have the ability to get to get to yeah, get, you don't need it to turn it on. So I tried weed 10 years ago for the first time. I was just telling this conversation last night, night at dinner and the. The reason why I didn't like weed is I don't like smoking. I, I, I think it's dirty. I, I just don't like smoking. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad up. smoked when I was a kid growing up. They quit, but it was just, I hated it. I hated it. Well, <clears throat> Brent Hatley, my executive producer, remember when they first came out with those volcano? Those, oh, yeah. yeah. And so, and he would have these things, and they had these big bags of, like, helium-filled balloons, yep. and you'd just suck on them. So... Uh, in 2012, here I am going through shit. The Hogan tape just broke. I'm fucking a basket case. I don't know if I'm going to lose my job. Everybody thinks that I, I'm the bad guy. I'm the one that fucking taped Hogan fucking my wife trying to get rich. You know, we've been through that story. I'm just going, I mean, I'm not thinking I'm thinking I'm going to kill myself, but I'm just at the lowest point in my life. And, and, and you know, my wife, I just went through a huge divorce with my wife. You know, it's just so much uncertainty that really I needed weed. I mean, people don't realize how beneficial weed really is. Oh, it's fucking great. I mean, like, it it changed my life. And so at 46, here I am going through fucking hell. And finally, Brent Halley, my producer, comes up with a, a way that, I don't think is dirty and fucking, you know, smelly and like that. It's yeah. a bag. He goes, Bubba, how many times like have you taken a helium balloon and, you know, and like did it and you talk like Mickey Mouse and shit? I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, it's the same thing. So I had this big ass bag. So I fucking did the smoke and I was just like, 
And the first thing that came to my head was, what's so bad about this? How can this feeling that I have be bad? Right. Now, when you're drunk, you know, I sometimes you want to fight. Sometimes you, you know, but I'm like, society has really got this wrong on what this does to you. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it, and at that time, it kind of opened up a world of euphoria and and a different dimension of how to look at things and not be so fucking uptight. Right. It kind of just made me less uptight and gave me a, a the ability to cope with kind of what I'm dealing with in somewhat of a <clears throat> of a of a medicinal type way. You know, I mean, yeah. I didn't I wasn't going to go and take antidepressants and you know, right. I'm not I'm not in all, all that. I know I know some people that take, you know, fucking Zoloft and all this kind of bullshit just to be, I'm Do I'm you old, really? Yeah, I'm I'm old school. I don't think yeah. the, I don't I don't think you you know, a lot of people get fucked up off that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know some guys that take it if they don't they don't they so they don't premature come, you know, and all that. Zoloft? Yeah, if you take enough Zoloft, it makes you I mean, you could fuck all night long. Really? Yeah. Is kind of now you're gonna, now you're gonna, now you're gonna abuse it. I am gonna abuse it now. <laughs> Tanny Jones, three refills, Zoloft, please. <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll, you wear your bitch out. I don't need a prescription. Well, yeah, you do. Oh, fuck. We'll get, well, we can find street level. Uh, yeah, yeah, street level shit going on. A doctor. I mean, you live in Pinellas Park. We can get exactly. the in place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's. I know a guy funny. who knows a guy who knows a guy. We'll Perfect. Get just some Zolis. Are you now? Are you are you serious? You're microdosing now mushrooms? Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. What do you think about that? I. Uh, How do you like it? I, I, I love it. I love it because it's just, it, it's, uh, I don't ever take too much that, that trips me out, but I take enough to make kind of fuzz me out. I kind of call it kind of like on the edge, on, yeah. the, on the fence of like tripping too hard. Yeah, I've not, I've not tripped. Never hallucinated visually. Nope. Okay. Nope. nope. <clears throat> I just, you know, kind of just, just, just a little bit and it yeah. just kind of takes the edge off a little bit. Do you bit. do it when you're live, when you're on radio? Oh yeah. Do you really? Oh yeah. Does it help? Enhance yeah. it? All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does. I mean. That with a gummy chaser, man. Oh, you, my God. You'll be fucking the next Howard Stern, Danny Jones. God damn. Fuck Danny Jones. We'll make you a rock star. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to work. Danny Jones. I mean, come on. We gotta, you got to put some fucking showbiz in that, you know? Yeah. That's kinda Danny funny. Jones. I mean, that's, that's the fucking, guy who mows my lawn. Fucking, that's fucking, the guy who cleans my pool. What a vanilla fucking name. Yeah, Danny Jones. Yeah. That's Concrete's a sh- good. A shitty name. Yeah, Concrete's Concrete, Yeah, Concrete is a cool name. I mean, Concrete's so good that who gives a fuck about who Danny Jones is? I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. But when I, when uh what, what I wanted to get at when you before you started to get like really big on the bone and like like one of the things that made you so interesting to me when you were when I was younger when I was like in my teenage years working construction listening to you every single morning was that not only were you super fucking entertaining you always had the craziest fucking people calling in like Tucker and you had Hulk that would call in oh, yeah, every day but on top of that you were known for being this fucking like like rock star rich person yeah like, like you're like oh i got millions in here got this oh, yeah. million dollar mansion oh, oh, oh. but like this guy's fucking rich as fuck I was rich I, listen i'm not trying to brag but that makes I was you so much rich more interesting fuck i was doing in my heyday i was doing five million a year you know i had three or four years at five million you know i mean i had a fucking plane you know i had fucking yeah i mean and i'm not and i and i say that you know i, I say that humbly because yeah. I, I lost it all <clears throat> 
and I was fucking stupid about it. And if I had my mindset today, if I'd started fucking doing weed at 36, I'd probably have half of that left because I'd be like, you don't need to go out and pay cash for a $100,000 Escalade when you can fucking finance it for fucking 2%. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you know, like just stupid shit. Yeah. You know, you don't need. How old were you when you're like in like the peak of your career? Well, I would say the peak of my career, the uh, money wise, you're talking about money wise and like popularity wise, probably oh six to twelve. That okay. six year period when we were heard both on Sirius, we were we were afternoon drive on Howard mm-hmm. on Howard one hundred one. Mm-hmm. So we had Howard's rub, and then we and then I was on you know f- fourteen Cox. You know, I mean, fuck, I was making. A million five for my Tampa deal. I was making five hundred thousand per affiliate. So five hundred for Orlando, five hundred for Jacksonville, five hundred for Miami, five hundred for Richmond, five hundred for Fort Myers, and then Sirius paid me two million. <clears throat> you know, so I had, I did six years of that. So I would say how old how old was I in oh six? I was born in six. So was I forty? Forty. Forty years old. Forty years old. Wow, 40 man. years old, you know, hot fucking wife, you know, two kids. Running own, around, getting own, drunk with Hulk Hogan. Drunk, <laughs> running around. It was such, such a fucking pimp that when I went to the Lightning games, I parked where the players did and walked in through the players' way. That's how I got to the game. That's so fucking badass. So, and, and again, I say that so humbly, and I wish I would have taken a step back at that time and realized what I had and how think and been a little more appreciative and thankful for what I was, you know, for what I had and certainly had a better savings program. You you were definitely a fucking, you're a, you're a fucking an outlier, especially when it comes to like this. You're not a a liar or an outlier. Uh, No, you're not. not, uh, If you're a liar or not, you're a lawyer. I'm brutally honest, (laughs) but an outlier, but, but But like, yeah, like you, you, it's obvious that you have extreme fucking talent when it comes to, you know, this, this media form. But I wonder like what your perspective is on why you became so fucking successful. Do you think it was more of just like this inherent talent or gift that you have or do you think it was more of just like like the discipline and the hard work and the not quitting i think it was the first i think that i have an ability to uh to uh communicate to be jovial to be self-deprecating to be make the joke on me but yet be stiff enough to do a good interview and tell a bitch to go pack sand and get the fuck out of my studio and so kind of like you know i'm kind of like the like the guy that's running the bulldozer or running an excavator, a regular guy. I'm a regular dude. You know, I I think I come across as a regular guy that has kind of the it factor, that's a good bullshitter, that's a good communicator, um, and is a risk taker. And so where most radio personalities would be like, hey, I got a, you know, when I was in on the, when I was first starting on the 98 Rock, I think my base pay early on was like 450 500, which was fucking, this is 1996, you know, big money. So a lot of guys, guys that are making that kind of money will be like, well, I'm not going to take any chances to piss off management because right, right. I'm going to lose my gig. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go wide open here because it's going to make me more popular. And if I can just get management to stand behind me, it'll escalate the fucking rock star popularity deal, which will equate to more money. And I t- I've always... I've always, I've always bet on myself. I've always 
bet on myself. And I, I think that that's, you know, I'm a risk taker and an outlier. And some of the risks I've taken have been not good for me. And, and you know, but if you look, I mean, listen, I've been, I got fucked up over the Hogan sex tape. But, you know, that might come back and boomerang back around to help me when my when the truth gets out. I mean, I told you the truth and it blew you away. Mm. Wait till, you know, Netflix tells the truth. You know, uh, I'm not going to... Is gonna, Netflix <clears throat> doing it? No, I don't know who's going to do it. The documentary game is is a really fucked up game in itself. You know, it, it, it really is. You know, we may have to go to a, some some film festivals or some things like that, but we are in the process of shooting it now. And in, in shooting it, we're shopping it as well. We have a... There's a ton of people in the streaming space now. It's just not Netflix, you know, Paramount, Peacock. You know, everybody is is looking for content. And when we tell our story, the average person has the same reaction as you. We're like, you're making this up. We're like, no, here's an 1,800-page, you know, Hogan versus Cox complaint that completely validates everything we from phone records to FBI you know, we're in the process right now. The FBI is being a, they're being a bunch of fucks about giving us this surveillance of the Sand Pearl takedown. Well, it's my right. Sand Pearl? <clears throat> That's where the this, the FBI sting took. took oh, shit. The Sand Pearl, that real. Oh, thing. I know. Yeah. yeah. I got That's, arrested there once. You got arrested there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for what? I did, the guy we were talking about earlier, we were, uh, when we first started doing our show together, uh, in order to promote the show, this was before anyone watched it. This is like right after I started YouTube. I had like no following. I had like forty thousand subscribers. Well, like me. And uh, I was trying to. That makes me feel like a re- <laughs> man. That really makes me feel like a real fucking jobber. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had no. I got. I'm. I'm trying to get to forty five. I'm at forty four thousand eight hundred sucking. Is dick. that where you're really at? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Forty four thousand eight hundred. I'm sucking dick for beer money here, <laughs> and you're, you're saying I got arrested on some bullshit when I had nobody listening to me. Well, you have fucking Twitch, so whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well. Still. Anyways, I didn't have Twitch, but I was trying to promote the thing. I was trying to blow up on tr- blow the show up on YouTube. So I'm like, how the fuck can I do this? My my buddy Jack has this really fucking big YouTube channel with over a million subscribers called Jug Squad, where he just fucking pranks. I, I'm familiar with him. That's Tifu's brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Jack, I want to meet that guy too. Oh yeah, I'll get him on your. I'll get them both on on your show. Um, he's fucking. I've seen somebody. I love his shit. Oh, he's the fucking Jug Squad, crazy. right? Jug Squad, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We we go he's golfing now. Almost killing every, it. He is. They're both crushing it. Oh, good for them. Um. So I was like, we got to fucking promote this. How are we going to do it? I'm like, man, I can do a prank. And I, I was like, I always had this idea to do a, uh, a prank where we prank the valet. So I got my buddies, Ben's Rolls Royce, right? I'm like, I, first I talked Ben into it. I'm like, this is how it went. I said, we're going to promote this fucking show. We're going to get a prank to go viral using your Rolls Royce. We'll put it on his channel. It'll get millions of fucking views. Right. And it'll promote our channel with the show. So we'll get we'll get a fucking built in audience from that video going viral. It's like okay, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great idea. Do it, but only do it at Frank's restaurants. Don't do it at uh, don't do it at the Frank Chevis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I grew boy. up. I grew up with him. Uh, Frank Chevis is one I, of my best friends. Is he really? Frank Chevis. I grew up with his kids. Unbelievable fishermen, are they not? Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude. Fucking Cody is a. Oh. He is like the Elon Musk of fishing. He is. Frank Chevis is one of my best. Frank Chevis as my wedding present when I married Heather. And I had Stern there, and I should show you the videotape of my wedding. I had Stern. I had Hogan was my best man. Well, I would we, love to see that. You should post that <laughs> fucking shit on YouTube. I think I did. But oh, it, did you? I think I'll have to find it for you. But <laughs> Chevis catered it all, Salt Rock style. I'm talking about, you know, crab legs, you know, fucking chocolate fountain, you know, steaks, lobster, liquor, whole nine yards. The bill was $74,000 for catering, okay? At the end. So... 
we go on our little honeymoon. Frank says, "Hey, when you get back, come over to the Salt Rock, uh, and we'll and and bring your credit card or your fucking checkbook, and we'll settle it up. Okay, I'll give you a huge discount. You know, my, I'm going to give you my cost. The seventy-seven thousand should be about forty. Okay, and everybody, St- Howard Stern." Uh, everybody is like just raving on just like my fucking wedding was the best catered. I mean, from even from the Hampton shit and all the like my fucking stupid Bubba Clem from Warsaw, Indiana, <laughs> marrying Heather Cole from West Virginia at the Gulfport Casino was the baddest catered event in the history of the land. So I go to fucking Frank Chavez to, uh, with my checkbook and uh, he it was going to be like. Forty six thousand five hundred. Now I had already tipped all the bartenders and bar that night. I just give them a couple hundred bucks, you know, that night. And so it's a, it's like a month. It's a month down the road, and I go to write my check, and he goes, "Okay, here it is. Here's the itemized, Bubba. It was seventy seven five. I took off, you know, my food costs. Blah blah blah. I have about forty four thousand five hundred in it. I said, "Okay, Frank, uh, who do I make it out to?" And he, uh, one of his LLCs, I make it out to. Boom, 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 boom. Um, I, I. Thank you, Frank. I love you. God, it was the best ever. A week later, I get a Federal Express. Uh, and, you know, we all open our – If one of the things, if you ever want to get somebody to open something, send it to them Federal Express. We all open our Federal yeah. – you may not open your mail, but when you see a Federal Express – don't you oh, open yeah. up right away? Oh, yeah, yeah, An yeah. overnight package, mm-hmm. right? He overnighted me a package from Frank Chavez to the studios. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know. Open it up. It's the check torn in half and said, congratulations, friend. No fucking way. Way. That's cool as That fuck. is just straight pimp. That's badass. That's, look, I got goosebumps. That's fucking pimp. That is, is badass. That's Frank fucking Chavis. That's cool as hell. So anyway, Frank Chavis, you had to do oh. it at Frank's <clears throat> restaurants. Yeah. Sorry to just, yeah, I'm very. No, that was a, that's a great fucking story, man. I know, but I had to interrupt you. That's I'm cool. So no, I pretty, that's, I that's to, your I job. Gotta, that's why Matt Cox doesn't like me, because I interrupt him. Really? Yeah. That, that's why whenever I have and him I'm on And I'm taller here. than him. <laughs> Whenever I have him on here and I talk over him or I inter- or I t- oh, he's talk, a little dick. All the little all the commenters they get pissed like Danny, shut the fuck up. Let Matt talk. Yeah, I'm like fuck Matt. It's my show. Yeah, exactly. It's really not my show. It's the guest show. Um, not really. It's your show. But so, anyways, so I'm like, yeah, we'll promote the, we'll promote this fucking little web documentary that we're gonna do about you selling real estate and and we're gonna do a prank using your Rolls Royce. It'll be huge on the Jug Squad channel. Yeah. And so I get it. And we're like, he's like, just don't you just only do it at Frank's restaurants because I don't want you to get in trouble. My dumbass, we did it at Frank's restaurant. It was a, the prank, the, the whole prank was I pull up in the Rolls Royce, or no, Jack pulls up in the Rolls Royce, goes to dinner with his girlfriend. I have the other key to the Phantom, the Rolls Royce, and I sneak up after the valet parks it. Take and it. I, I take it. Then he comes back after he's done eating to get his rolls back, and the fucking rolls is gone. Right. So that's the whole prank. We and filmed he the fucking whole thing. cuts a promo on him. Where's my fucking yeah, Rolls Royce? Where's my fucking car? Right, exactly. We did it. We did it a couple times. We did it in front of the Brown Boxer. We did it at Islandway Grill, and we did it at the Sand Pearl. Right. Anyways, I did it at the Sand Pearl. I got caught trying to sneak it back out of the valet garage underneath the Sand Pearl, and I'm fucking with the guy. <laughs> they, they fucking call the cops, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I this is my friend's car. We're doing We're this doing as a, a whole gimmick stunt. Here. We're doing a whole thing here. And long, they called the cops anyways to get trespass, trespassing. I got, like, misdemeanor trespassing. I still had to go fucking in the paddy wagon to the Clearwater Beach deal. straight gangster. Look at you, motherfucker. Yeah, and it ended up making the video ten times better because I got fucking arrested. Right. And, right. Uh, it actually probably helped. And it worked. It promoted the fucking show. Our, our little show we created, Life for Sale, ended up being a I huge need, boost. Maybe I need to get arrested. I mean, that might be it. You know, maybe you, you got a hog. We can kill one. <laughs> <on the party. laughs> anyways, that was my story how I got arrested at the Sand Pearl. 
I don't know where we were going. Well, Sam Pearl was where that FBI sting okay. was. Was that was the it was the FBI sting that boy? I can't wait to get that foot. I'm I'm having to sue the FBI now for that footage. They no won't give it to me because there's a whole big fucking story as to why they won't give it to me, and I can't. I mean, it's like involving. You should make this part of the documentary trying oh, to I'm, sue the FBI. I, yeah, we are. Okay. And the reason why you want to hear you want something going to blow your fucking mind. What do you know why they didn't prosecute? Michael De- Keith Davidson. Do you know why? Is he the broker? He's the broker. Okay. So they didn't file charges, but they had a window of opportunity, a window of statute of limitations where they could still, you know, any, any time that they don't put, press charges on you until your statute of limitations runs out. They can always come back to you and be like, you know what, motherfucker, we've revisited that and we're going to go ahead, you know, like until your statute of limitations run out, mm-hmm. they can always come back and get you. Um, It's been told to me that the reason why they didn't, they're not giving me the tape, is because Keith Davidson was Michael Cohen's hitman. Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's personal attorney. And when Donald Trump cut all these deals with these girls to keep their mouth shut, the Stormy Daniels, the other ones, Michael Cohen used Keith Davidson to broker these deals. So when the FBI went to Michael Cohen to get his correspondence with Keith Davidson so that they could prove Donald Trump, because remember the FBI, when Trump was in office, they were, even though Trump was the president, the FBI was bound and determined to fuck with Trump nonstop from the Russian collusion deal to all the fucking shit. So they went to, the FBI went to Keith Davidson and said, if you don't give us all of your correspondence with Michael Cohen, we're going to reopen up the Hogan extortion deal. That's how they got into Michael Cohen's computer, and he went to prison. No fucking way. Over strong-arming Keith Davidson and potentially recharging him with the, with the crime of the sex tape. And I'm, that's going to be in my documentary. No fucking way. It's crazy how big of a deal that Hogan sex tape was, man. Think, that I'm, was like a I'm, nuclear I'm, bomb. I'm living it. I'm living it. The largest uh, civil verdict in Pinellas County's in Pinellas County. You know, listen to this. You might be want me to be a real real motherfucker. If you think about this, I probably should be uh, recognized in Hollywood as the highest grossing producer of all time. My minute and forty one second tape made it made a million dollars a second. It made a, okay. It was a minute forty one. That's pretty crazy. It was a minute forty one. It was a minute 41, and it made $141 million. That's a million. You tell me, uh, Scorsese, fucking Lucas, the people that did Star, they don't make a million a second. That's true. That's I'm fucking just, true. The you highest profiting film in history. In the history. <laughs> and I owned it, and, I, and guess what? I wanted so much not to do with that sex tape that when it started getting shitty, I signed my rights over to Hogan and said, I don't want any, listen, Terry, I don't want anything to do with this. Like, I so want to not, this is so not me. Uh, here, I, I signed, I, that's probably the biggest mistake I made. I signed the rights over to him. I said, here. Because you wanted to maintain the friendship first. I, I wanted the friendship in my job. Right. And my innocence. Right. I mean, if, if I was guilty, I would have said, fuck that. I want to keep, I'm going to fucking milk this out. If right. truly I taped it for profit reasons, why would I have signed over the rights within days over to him? Why would I have done that? Right. That's the biggest mistake. I, I, I should have said, fuck it. I'll be the bad guy, but I'm going to get paid. Right. Yeah, you should have been cutthroat. Cutthroat fucking. Yeah. 
Cutthroat clam. Cutthroat clam. And now I'm fucking practically homeless clam. Say oh it. Oh my god. So have you guys maintained any? Have you guys? No. You guys don't talk at no, all. No. And I've reached out to him. He won't. He fucking one. I mean, like no. Really. Mm-mm. Nope. And it's just like you know, and and he and he knows that I didn't do it. Right. Like he knows. That I didn't do it, but in order to maintain pub, like if he becomes my friend again, then what's the first thing the public's going to say? Those motherfuckers were in on it, are they not? Yeah, you're. They're right. going to say like, yeah, oh, maybe. now they're friends. Right. That's convenient. Yeah. So I can't win. <clears throat> I can't win. And again, I don't want anybody to watch this and think mm. that I'm over here fucking belly aching. I've led a good life. I've fucking made a lot of mistakes. I've mismanaged my money. I lost it all. I mean, that's kind of the the template of the concrete of the concrete podcast about you it know, is. like look at the guy that was counterfeiting. If that motherfucker just would have been a little smarter, not been so greedy, he probably would have been better shape. Same with me. I just didn't go to prison. Mm. If I would have backed it down a notch, been a little more humble, realized what I had, things I don't probably know, man. would have been a, a lot of the best stories have the fucking epic downfall. I know. And they rise from the ashes. And I'm going to rise. I'm going oh, yeah, to rise. I'm going. I mean, I almost got my, you know, I, 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 I think I'm, I think maybe with people like you and your help and the motherfucker behind the screen over there, Jim. Whatever the name is. Jim Bob. Jim Bob, Polish Jew. Jim Bob McGillicuddy. Jim Bob McGillicuddy. Johnny Wright Clicker. Look at him. He's a clicking Johnny. motherfucker. Look at him. Look at Johnny Wright Clicker. He's, he's Johnny Wright Clicker's on it. He's got carpal tunnel in that right hand. Calvin Carpal. Look at my man over there. Hitting switches like a motherfucker. But, you know, I... I yeah, man. You got to get on I, podcasts. I think I'm a, I think I'm a likable person i think i have a huge brand that people know i think if you don't know me uh if you spend any time uh, watching me or listening to me you can see that i'm just kind of a regular dude and uh you know i think i i think i'm gonna get honest to god danny i think i'm gonna get one more shot at it i think i'm gonna get one more shot at it because there's just not a lot of compelling people out there no most everything on the internet or on the radio sucks. It's fucking true. horrible. It's true. It's fucking horrible. It's true. Regular radio has killed itself. Regular radio should have been developing guys like Joe Rogan and you and get, not fucking kicking me out and not turned into a jukebox with $30,000 a year fucking radio personalities going, oh, that was a tool followed by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers coming up here on 97 uh, UPO. Uh, cloudy skies today, low tonight, uh, 74. Tomorrow's high, 92. I've uh, got to check in with traffic right now. And then after that, uh, 42 minutes of commercials and then another one from Red Hot Chili Peppers on the new 97 UPO. <laughs> That's how it is. It is. There's nobody under saying, hey, this is Bob the Love Sponge, and I got two chicks right now in the Howard Franklin that are making out topless, <laughs> and there's a fucking car, and they're coming to the station, and I'm going to have them you know, shoot ping pong balls out of certain pieces of parts. Right. So no one's doing regular that. radio has thrown off all of its all of its real talent. You know, Joe Rogan would have been just as popular uh, on KLSX in Los Angeles. At, but radio station would be like, what a fucking... Long form talk radio. Like, was he doing his pod when he came on your show? Was he doing his podcast already? Had just started, and here's what he, here, he like, the fucking he, like the dude was like a fucking encyclopedia talking about things, right? So, but in 08, I had him on the show, <clears throat> which I need to repurpose that video because I think you can help me with mm-hmm. it. But he took me aside, and when I when I, when I walked him out, he goes, "Dude, you got you got 
Sirius XM, you got, you know, millions of people listening. At, and I contractually, con- I could have done, a, you know, like when I was on Sirius XM, I was also doing terrestrial radio. I got to the radio station at at uh, five in the morning and didn't get home till eight at night because I was doing two shows a day. I was doing terrestrial mornings and then afternoon satellite. So I could. What does terrestrial mean? Uh, re- regular radio. Regular, okay. Like the Bone, 98 Rock, okay. things like that. So I was doing that and then doing a standalone exclusive show for Sirius. So I was doing eight, nine hours of radio a day. a day. But Joe was at that point saying, man, after your second show, get the boys together and just bullshit for an hour about anything yeah. and put it up as a podcast. And I was like, oh, Joe, fuck that podcast. Fuck right. I used to call it Podcast Willie. What am I, a Podcast Willie guy now? Are you fucking kidding me? That's what I'm regulated on down to? Where Howard shits on him all the time, too. <clears throat> oh, yeah, well. He's been shitting on Joe for in the pod, the whole podcast thing for years. And, you know, Howard and I are still really close. Are you really? I just got a birthday card from him, no handwritten. Fucking, when, was your, when was your birthday? April 23rd. No way, happy birthday. Uh, thank man. you. Same day, uh, William Shakespeare and John Cena are born. Well. But um, basically well, the same people. Howard <laughs> Howard shits on podcasting because he's kicking himself in the ass for not doing it when he should. Just like I, you know, like anybody that shits on podcasting doesn't eat. <clears throat> kind of is kicking themselves in the ass that they know they should be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Big name people. I mean, you know, there's just no downside not to do it. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, it's 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 an easy setup. Yeah, you know, and if you, and if you're compelling, you can you can make a difference. I find it fascinating that that Howard hasn't been on Joe's show. There, yeah, well, I, I, I find it, I mean, even you being on his fucking show. Well, just because he, he came, I'm going to be on the Joe show. Oh, are you? I'm just waiting till my documentary comes out because okay. I'm gonna, I want that one shot. Like you know, how you know Joe's not going to have me on as a regular guest, right? Right. But I can make <laughs> a phone call and get on, and so I'm waiting. Joe, yeah, can I do the show? Sure. I'm promoting, you know, I want, yeah, I want to have that one, you know, that one thing that I'm heavily promoting, you know, by the way, your people can come look at my, uh, what, 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 how should we promote my shit? I just yeah. go to my YouTube channel, I guess. Well, right? your YouTube channel and you have a Twitch. They got to subscribe yeah. to you on Twitch. Right? Everything uh, in my world is at the Bubba Army. So. The Bubba Army. Yeah. Have you been banned from Twitter? Yes. Yes. Do you know why? See, no, why? Remember that global warming bitch that, <clears throat> how the dare Greta Thunberg? How dare you? That bitch, you know, that 14 year old oh, bitch, yeah. oh, you yeah. know. So I got on the air. I had like 119,000, 131,000 followers on Twitter. And that's currency, man. I mean, that's worth something, you know, I mean, to, 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 to promote your other shit. And um, so <clears throat> I, I got on the air and I'll be like, I, I was like, this 14-year-old bitch needs to be in school, first of all. And then I just kept saying, shut up, little kid. And she would be like, how dare you? And I'd just be like, shut up, little kid. You know, shut up, you little bitch. You know, like, you know, like, like shut up. Who are you to, you know, the carbon footprint you made to get to this summit you know, the private plane that you took and the, you know, is far more. No, she sailed a sailboat, didn't she? Well, whatever the fucking bitch. <laughs> shut up. Get, shut the fuck up, you little bitch. And that got me thrown off. No fucking way. Yeah. Maybe that now that Elyon's got it, I can get a fucking, I can get it back. I you don't think know. that might happen? I don't know. I, I don't know. And how See, about- that's the problem, though. That's like, like social media 
has been like a great new microphone for all these people who don't have to worry about gatekeepers. If you have talent, you can fucking, you can, the best talent rises at the top on social media. But the downside of that is like you were saying, you were the one that always pushed the limits, didn't mind, didn't care about getting fucking fined or didn't care about keeping your little cushy job. But now on the internet, just even on YouTube, if you go too far, just my last fucking podcast talking about some fucking Bill Gates conspiracy theory, got my fucking, the podcast demonetized. I can't make money on that episode. Let me no. tell you something. You want to hear this? <clears throat> oh, I'm 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 the king of getting demonetized on that shit. <clears throat> I mean, oh, Twitch is the worst, right? Well, I've learned to Twitch's game. I've learned Twitch's okay. game, but YouTube. Let me tell you something. One of my co-hosts on my show is Dr. Dan Diaco. He's a doctor, and early on during the COVID deal, Dan aggressively treated COVID with the IV mectrin, you know, DI, DI, the horse dewormer gimmick. He did. And he had 200 patients that he saw. And out of 200, all 200 got better. So he here's a doctor. Really? Here's a doctor, and he gets on the air. This is early on. Yeah, but isn't he just a fucking tit job doctor? Yeah, he is. <laughs> but he's still a doctor. I mean, you're, and you're not prescribing a control like he's not prescribing Percocets or right, you know right. Vicodin. It's right. a, you know it's so as a doctor you can pretty much prescribe anything as long as it's not a scheduled narcotic. Right, right. And you know antibody like Doctor Dan. If I get a if I get a cold or he'll 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 prescribe me some antibiotics. Nobody's gonna. Right, exactly. Where you're going to go to jail because you prescribed some emoxicillin, motherfucker. Right, 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 right. Pill mill, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> so he was aggressively, he came from the school where he thought he had a little cocktail zinc, vitamin B, yeah, yeah. Um, ivy mectrin, deoxycycline uh, with a with a, an, an inhaler kind of deal. Did you do the drip, like the vitamin drip deal? Nope, nope, no, just all, you know, things that you could go to Publix and get okay. with a prescription. Well, he was on my show, and, and, and so as a doctor, this wasn't his opinion. He was giving non-HIPAA violations, meaning he wasn't giving any names of his patients, but he was saying, hey, I have X amount of patients that I've treated as a doctor mm-hmm. myself, and here's the results. Here's what's happened. Here's what's, this is how I treat them. Here's, you know, because it went against WHO guidelines that, that YouTube suspended me for a week by having a, by having a real doctor a not some motherfucker off the streets. A real doctor talk about his real patients and how he's really treating them because it went against the you know you have to get vaccinated, two shots in the fucking arm. I got suspended for YouTube from that, YouTube for a week. That ha- has happened to lots of doctors for doing that, and that scares the fuck out of me. And so, like, okay, if it's their opinion, I get it. But if they're giving you real life statistics of their patients, right. Then at that point you're altering truth. You're trying to quell truth and, and free speech. I'll tell you what scares me more than anything is this fucking quack job that that they just put in for the dismisinformation kind of bullshit. Oh my god. I mean, dude. what the fuck is happening? I mean like, And they did what, they did that right after Elon put in the bid to yeah, buy it right, buy Twitter? Right. Now, okay, let's say Joe Biden is just <laughs> hell bent on having this bureau, which I think this bureau is about as dumb as a fucking bureau as you could come up with. But let's just say that you got to have it. I'm Joe Biden. I shit my pants at noon. I eat oatmeal. I'm old <laughs> as fuck. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that, you know, to counter the Elon Musk deal, we're going to have our own Bureau of Misinformation. Okay. I don't think it's smart. But wouldn't you go out and get a real sharp motherfucker like Ben Shapiro or a real smart guy that's really buttoned up and know his shit to run it? Not some fucking bitch that just does TikTok Mary Poppins bullshit? Like, Joe... Yeah, we don't think you should do the bureau, but 
But if you're gonna, let's find some motherfucker from Harvard that really's got his shit together that really comes across well on camera. But not some Mary Poppins bitch. But somebody who's actually smart, who went to Harvard, who yeah. actually does make sense and is coherent, can communicate. Right. Those type of people, they don't fucking want to be in politics. Right. Those type of people would tell Joe, fuck you. Exactly. This is the slipperiest slope ever. I'm not doing it. Right. So they had to get to Mary Poppins bitch to even hard sell the fucking stupid job to him. Right. Hey, we want you to go find out what they're saying about it. And then if it's misinformation, possibly get that person thrown off that platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we're headed. Right. But what the fuck... How stupid is it, though? You create this misinformation gimmick, whatever it is, and then in a couple of years, say Trump becomes president again. Or whoever. Well, well now, now the fucking Trump's gang is in charge of that. Now <laughs> no, I think Trump would just say fuck. You think he would ready. just do yeah. that? I but mean, what if it wasn't Trump? What if it was some other fucking Democrat? You know, some other. What if it was a Republican, a hardcore Republican who was like right down Republican lines, who decided he wanted to go, he wants to go anti everything Democrat? Well, then now you just fucked yourself because now you created this you created this fucking mechanism that any power can control once they're in office. Yeah, but you can also get rid of it. Like, I mean, it's not, you know, but it's do a, they, are they but they don't they never have done that. No, they've never gotten rid of power. Once you have that power, true. they, they, say they, they never, never give they never give rights back. Right. They right. never give them back. They take an inch by inch by inch by inch. So by you're inch. right. This bureau in itself could cr- could create a fucking a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nina what the fuck is this? That's Anita Janko. Did you see the TikTok video she did? No. You did it? No. Oh, my God. Can you pull up the TikTok video oh. he's talking about? Can can Calvin right-hand clicker pull it up? Because when, <laughs> when you hear That's it. That's time. Let's see how fast it is, how long it takes him. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Let's see how good he is. TikTok's too hard. Is that what you said? TikTok's too hard. Hold on. Jankowitz. During the presidential during the presidential as mad as you are now, as mad as you are now, yeah, you are going to be, you're going to be fucking speechless when you hear her tick. She did a TikTok video of her new job. She did a TikTok video of her new job. Now here's a motherfucker that you're putting in charge of a major bureau within Homeland Security, right? Mm -hmm. Now I don't think that motherfucker that you just needs to be doing TikTok videos about. Like, I just think that Joe should have maybe watched this video before putting yeah. this bitch in charge saying, this is what, this is who we're fucking putting in here. Like, this is bad. If Calvin, the right-hand clicker, can Can he find it. this? That's the question. Can Calvin find the Cal- fucking... Calvin, all you got to do is this thing called Google and type in <laughs> Nina Jankowicz's TikTok stupid fucking video and then hit the click button. It can't be that hard. I mean, TikTok works on regular browsers, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But we are in a fucking AC automotive shop, so it could we are, be. And it's we, hot we, as fuck we, in here. He's we could sweating. Be, we could be on with AOL twenty four hundred baud right now. Like, could be. I mean, I thought you guys would have one K up in this bitch. What's one K? Like what? Like like your upload download deal? Oh no, we got fucking. We're slow. We're slow as fuck over here. Slow oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Oh yeah, hold on. Before Calvin, before you play it. Hang on, we got That's the ad. Not it. Turn that ad. We need the ad blocker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so hold on. Not that one. Yeah, right there, Calvin. Calvin, the clicker. Clicker. Okay, stop, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop Danny, prepare. Oh, my God. This is the bitch. This is the bitch that's now running a bureau within Homeland Security and has the ability to listen to the concrete motherfucking podcast and say that there's a lot of misinformation coming out of this shit and we're going to shut you down. That, this bitch. 
Jesus this Christ. bitch. I'm terrified. You know Let's what? It's it. going to make you want to go out and us try heroin for the first time after this, okay? <laughs> watch this. For real. You're going to be you're going to be blown fucking away. Here we go. When a hoxter takes the lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet so disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide it and hide it and lie. It's how you hide it and hide it and lie. It's how you hide it and hide it and lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a hoster takes the lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So this information's origin seems likely less atrocious. <laughs> Hey, this is why the aliens won't come. You shoot me first and I'll shoot you second or however it goes. Double suicide or some kind of bullet. What the fuck is this world we're living in? For real. What? this? You know what this all started with? That's so embarrassing. You know what this all started with? Hand gel and participation trophies. Yeah. Remember that doting little mom that fucking had to hand gel little Johnny anytime you went anywhere? He went, when you went to the West Shore Mall and you went fucking playing on the machine, he had a hand gel and you had a hand gel and you had a hand gel and sanitize. And then fucking the guy, the, the little league team that fucking was 0 and 9, they got a trophy just like the motherfuckers who went yeah. 9 and 0. Mm-hmm. That, that's the society that we're, those motherfuckers are now turning into leaders and heads of bureaus and we're fucked. We're fucked. We and you know what? Fucked. They're not even giving us any anal ease. We're fucked dry. Yeah, we're They're fucked. fucking us dry. And fucking dry is not cool. You're fucking, but it hurts. Yeah. <sighs> That's fucking terrifying. That that bitch, Danny. I got to take, take a hit of this. I, I me gotta, too. Let me get a hit. Woo! That is a bitch that is running a bureau that can shut concrete McGillicuddy right down to zero. Calvin, right-hand clicker. Good job, buddy. It's fucking scary you better, you because... Gotta, you got to give the guy a bone when Calvin. he's fucking... We got to throw him a bone with the Birkenstocks. Look at those Birkenstocks. Is he Johnny Birkenstock? He is Johnny Birkenstock. Is he, hey, is, I'm, I turned into Johnny Hey Dudes. You got a pair of Hey Dudes? No. Don't tell me that a 56-year-old man's cooler than what you. Are the hey, what the fuck are the Hey Dudes? They're the new... They're the cool shoes that the fucking kids are wearing. Are those the ones where the fucking... They're like gloves on your toes? No, no, no. That's okay. like body glove bullshit. Okay. You're living back... Yeah. What are the hey dudes? Calvin, pull up the fucking hey dudes. <clears throat> and first of all, Birkenstocks are what the people in the villages wear, Calvin. Motherfucking hey dudes are what the young kids are wearing. He, like, ba- he backpacks across Spain in those things. This motherfucker it, travels more than anybody. He's traveled more in the last year than I've traveled my entire life. Right. Hold on. Those motherfuckers. They're 59. D- Danny. Oh, they look cozy. Danny. They are fucking Game changers. The Wally Funk, hey dudes. Bro, I'm telling you right now, motherfucker. You're going to get a pair. You're going to be like, fucking dumbass Bubba. My kid 20 wears them. That's where I got it. I can't okay. I can't sit here and tell you that I'm Mr. Johnny fucking pop culture okay. Willie. But those are the most comfortable. You can wear them with or without socks. And they are the most comfortable shoe. You're, they're as light as air. Calvin, show like they got different, different kind of. Um, style, you're black. Ooh, I like the black ones, actually. And you don't tie them. You don't, you don't have to lace them up. You just slip them on. Huh. You taking a shit on them, Danny, Those or you cool. like them? No, no, no. I can't shit on them until I try them. You can't. No. They look. They do look fucking comfortable. <clears throat> no. They are so... Fu- <clears throat> you got to get a pair of Hey Dudes. Okay. What are you wearing? 
I'm wearing the Vans, the old yeah. schools. Yeah, I wore my boots today. Ooh, those are sw- those are sick. Those are what Matt Cox wears. Well, you know why, don't you? Because of you. No, because it gives you an extra inch and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. Holy oh. fuck, there is like Hold two on. inches of fucking sole in there. Hold on. Hold on. With an insert willy. Hold on, buddy. Look. Oh, my do, God. Do, do me a favor. Oh, you do have the fucking oh. insert willy. Oh, Look I at that. Hey, don't fuck with me. Oh, my God. What size God. shoe do you wear? I wear, what size? I wear 10 and a half. All right. Put those on once. All right, okay. And what size and, are these? Like 10 and a half. Okay. okay. And, and. Keep one, but keep one on, okay. which will show your normal height, okay, okay. and then those on. All right. I'm showing you all my secrets. You know what? Yeah, you should be my apprentice. I'm sh- I, could, I show you all the fucking... Co- now, hold on. Stand with your tennis shoe first. Okay. Now, stand with my shoe. Oh, yeah. Extra two inches all day yeah. long. You're 6'2", bitch. Wow, Matt won't even need the surgery after these things. No! Holy shit. Those are Georgia boots. They're these the best. These are badass boots. They're for, and they're slip-ons. They're slip-ons, and you get that you get the inserts for your arch, and you're fucking you know my five ten ass is almost six motherfucking foot. Wow, yeah, those are great. I've been meaning to get myself a pair of boots too. Georgia boots, Georgia boots on Amazon. Okay, and then you get the ins like the that from the like the foot the um, what is that foot? What is that place called? Um, God damn it! It foot stores. Happy feet. Happy plot. feet. That's where you buy those. Yeah. You yes, and you go in there and you sit on you stand on a machine and okay. it tells you like what your arch, what kind of arch support. Uh-huh. But they're an insert, and so you get no an extra. Fucking yes. Way. Yeah. Do you sh- sh- shove the inserts in the cool dudes? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Cool dudes are like just like if you're going to like like a Sunday brunch or to the beach. To the beach. That's what I was. Ride imagine. your bike. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, going out and get to mayo or some bullshit like huh. that. Yeah. I got I got I got to teach you up you on got the a lot of fucking tricks. old timer <clears throat> tricks. Yeah, old timer. I appreciate the old timer yeah, tricks. Old-timer. I really learned. I've I've learned a lot here today. Uh-huh. What the? Uh, yeah, man, this fucking uh, this. Hey, dude, this Jankowitz bitch is freaky. Oh, it's it, let's not even go down that rabbit hole. It's so fucked up, but it, it is fucked up. But the, the most fucked up, like Jesus I said, God. it scares the fuck out of me because these she companies. Got a picture, like, um, uh, Calvin. See if you can pull up her official. Is she, is she hot? No. No. Fuck. She looks like, what do you think about the Jen Psaki bitch? Who's that bitch? She's the one who talks, uh, she's the redheaded bitch who stands in front of the podium. Oh, she just got fired. Oh, did she really? Yeah, they uh, just replaced fuck, her. Much I, know. I don't like her. She's, I don't like gingers. You no. can't trust a ginger. No, you can't. No. Uh-uh. Gingers are soulless. Yeah. You think all of them are soulless? They're hot. They're good and bad. Are they really? Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> oh, this is the new bitch. No, Who but, is this? But she, oh, this is Jankowitz. Yeah, but t- she's got her U.S. Her pi- right there by the flag. This is her official U.S. picture. No. Oh, my God. They got the fucking... You, you had it there earlier, Calvin. Click back one. She's got the Twitter profile. Let me guess. Oh, yep. she got the Ukrainian flag. Right there. No, her, her official U.S. Right there. Right down one. Down one. Right there. Right there. I think this is her official oh, okay, yeah, like no. White House picture. Yikes. Oh. Why Yikes. not show it? Does she have her pronoun? Now I got the hey dude ads. Does she have the pronouns on her Twitter bio? That's what I care about. Go to her Twitter bio. Oh, Austin. Top right. Is Austin's name now just going to be Calvin? Just out of nowhere. I think so. I do too. I Calvin. Think we should ch- change it to Calvin. Calvin the right hand clicker. <laughs> Calvin the right hand clicker. McGillicuddy. Hey, you dirty clicker. <laughs> fucking dirty clicker. Have you watched any of the fucking Johnny Depp deal? 
Oh yeah, he's fucked himself. She came you ac- think? I think she came across far more believable. I think he. You know what? You know what? This was Bubba versus MJ. MJ lost when we fu- when he sued me because he was such an actor. I went on. The, I got in front of the jury and said, "Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I called him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did under free speech. He's a public figure, and you know he MJ was like you know try to get into character, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think Johnny Depp's acting too much. I think he's really? coming across way too melodramatic. I think she's. You know, and I, I don't know. What do you think about it? I think Johnny, I think, I don't see any way that, that she would win this. He's the one suing her, right? Yeah, but she countersued him for double. So he sued oh. her for 50, and she said, let me give you the good news. I'm going to countersue you for 100. No. Here's the problem. She's not collectible. He is. Right. So here's what the jury's going to well, do. Well, nobody really wins, right? Well, here's what the jury's going to do. Both of you motherfuckers get zero. Go on, just go on. It's just, that's what's probably going to happen. Yeah. I think. But, they, I mean, there's been I nothing. would fuck her, though. She's hot. She is fucking hot, isn't she? She's I hot. love the, my favorite Elon part Musk it. blasted her. What? Yes, she used to fuck Musk. I thought it was Franco and Billy Bob. No, she fucked Elon Musk. No Check that out, way. Calvin, the right-hand dirty Wow, clicker. that bitch has fucking been yeah, around. right. She's been around. She is hot, though. She is hot. Amber Johnny Depp. Johnny so Depp didn't do He's shit. A, well, I don't think he did anything bad. Do you, I think if you listen to it, he's fucking. I mean, it is fucking. It's hilarious when he's up there. You have to admit, he is funny as shit. I know he's like, yeah, I was doing some cocaine. Me and Marilyn Manson did some cocaine. Yeah, I gave him a pill to shut him up. Yeah, what do you think that pill was? What, what pill to give Marilyn? Probably have you ever had Marilyn Manson on your show. I've, I've. I know Marilyn. I know Brian. Do you fucking really? I have an autographed guitar from him. No fucking Bro, way. Bro, you have got to come to my studios and see my guitar collection. I'll just my guitar collection alone would blow you away. I have to come. I got BB King. I got Meatloaf. I got Journey. I got Aerosmith. I got Lover Boy. I got fucking Kid Rock. I got Slash. I got fucking you name uh, Metallica. Air, uh, you know, I talked to him via email a couple months ago, and he promised that he would do the show after he's through with the lawsuit bullshit. Right? Yeah, I, I, I uh, met him again uh, three October's ago when he did a show in and uh, at the Hard Rock. I went over and saw him, uh-huh. and got a hold of his management and stuff. And it was this big meet and greet. They had a line from here to wherever. And they fucking paraded me right in. Really? And he sat down and talked to me for like five or ten minutes because he'd been on the show back in the day. And back when we had 98 Rock Livestock, he did a couple of them for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was fucking... And he didn't have his makeup on or nothing. He was just mm-hmm. regular. He puts on a hell of a show, too. Dude, he's a great he's a guy. smart fucking guy. Very smart. Very. Listen, his, his Columbine interviews, when Columbine happened, and they're asking him, like, <clears throat> and, what would you say to those kids if they were here right now? He's like... I wouldn't say a fucking thing to him. I would listen to what they had to say. Right. That's what no one did. He's kind of been really painted into a fucked up corner. He really has. You know, because realistically, I don't give a fuck what he sings about. I don't give a fuck what. It's his right. to. I mean, right? I mean, like, you know, he, he, they a lot of people get on him because of his, you know, the dope show. and all, Like, a lot of his songs are controversial. And what, who can, That's art. That's art. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, he, I don't think he, he never really, uh, like, properly got canceled or had his career hurt as bad as it has been with the Evan Rachel Wood thing saying that she yeah. she sexually abused him and, and enslaved her and groomed her but <clears throat> you're fucking 18 years old and you're getting into bed with this guy I mean don't you sort of have some sort of responsibility and like- here's the deal it's open season on white men yeah it yeah. is 
Bill Cosby's free. I mean, it's op- uh, hold on. Jesse Smollett didn't do shit. They didn't fucking really. I mean, what what did he get? Right. It's op- how about that dude who just fucking tackled Dave Chappelle and didn't even get charged with anything. It's open season on white guys. That's weird. It's true. That's Brian, weird. Brian, I mean, you know, Brian's on the on the verge of probably getting canceled for for all of that. But that's not any and and, and you can't. I mean, look at Bill. I mean, what Marilyn Manson did uh, was wrong, but. It wasn't to the level of what Cosby did. No It way. wasn't to the level no of, of what fucking Chris Brown did. How many times did they let Chris Brown out for beating a fuck out of people? Right. I mean, you know, I th- this whole rock star. Look at Ron Jeremy. Mm. Ron Jeremy's going to be in, in prison for the rest of his life. Is he already in there? Oh yeah, he's in there. Oh yeah. my god! You know what? I need he's you. A to, sick looking. I fuck. need. I need you to help me because I have a pot. I have a YouTube video. Of when he was in my show in like 09 with Dennis Hoff from the Bunny Ranch admitting to how he gets this, how he goes to these night. We're like, hey, uh, uh, Ron Jeremy, how do you, like in LA, how do you get pussy? And he goes, well, I'll tell you how you do it. I go down to the comedy club and I get a couple chicks. I tell them who I am. I take them to the bathroom and fuck them. What? And it's exactly what <clears throat> they're trying him on. And I have the, the, the podcast. No, I mean I have the video. Way. Yeah, I need to. You need to show me how to do this, buddy. I wonder what it was like for that motherfucker back in his heyday when he was oh, like right man. in the middle of it. When you're a porn star, it can't be that. I mean, I wonder if it would be like yeah, porn stars aren't near as cool as rock stars. That's true. That's who gets the pussy. That's true. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. Oh, I mean, yeah. I have fucking seen it firsthand. You know, back in the '98 rock days when we had livestock <laughs> and we would. You know, I'll be back in the in in the in the back little backstage area, and I had a bus, and they had a bus, and we all and Motley Crue was there, and Kid Rock was there, and Creed was there, and you know, three doors down, and you just you you see how the groupie world works, and it literally they just you know, they just fuck all day, they just just literally fuck and get high all day. That's such a fucking incredible life. Like, oh, can you a mat like that? What 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 is a this? Here how it goes. They 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 get up at noon. Everything's catered for them. This is if they're on the bus. Everything's catered for them. They get high. They do their coke. They do whatever the fuck they need to do. Nobody, everybody leaves them alone. And then they have, you know, like, you know, five or six Calvins that are out scouring the, the campgrounds and stuff for just nothing but straight hot bitches. And they go up to this hot bitch and say, hey, you want to go hang out with Motley Crue? And they're like, fuck yeah. Sorry, your boyfriend can't come along. Next thing you know, they're on the bus, and they're literally getting fucking railed by all the boys. Just straight getting fucking railed. And then the, then the band tells them, hey, after the show, come back you know, come back over. We'll do some fucking some coke and fuck again. And they load their bus up and go over to Orlando and do a show over there and repeat. God damn, repeat, man. Repeat, rinse, repeat. God damn, man. You know what I think about? I think about a lot. Like, I know a lot of people who are young, who are like, like Tifu, for example, who just came across all this fucking money and fame. Such but a he's not age. a, is he, but he can't rock star it, can he? Oh, fuck yeah. He can fucking rock star Really? Oh, fuck I mean, yeah. are girls still rock star I mean, look, he doesn't walk out in the public. It's not like he's like walking around and gets like mobbed. He's not like that kind of a figure, but it's more like social media. Just right. so many fucking horny bitches in his DMs all right. day, every fucking day. It's just, it's just fucking shooting fish in a barrel. Right. And he does. Anything he fucking kids got the world at his fingertips. But when I think about people his age, when you get that kind of fucking money and fame and popularity, and and just when you can get anything you fucking want, I, I think it fucks with you oh, at that does. young of an age. It does. It does. It, it it it. I'm fucked up, and I had it on such a micro level than they do. 
you know, I had it on a local, somewhat of a global level when I was with Howard. But it 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 makes you so calloused in life about what turns you on now, and right? Like what, you know, like honest to God, if I uh, if if there was two hot girls, two super hot chicks right now on that couch eating each other's pussy, going crazy. Probably you and Calvin would be like, holy shit, you know, and I'm not trying to call you guys, you know, like inexperienced nerds or nothing, but I mean, you haven't seen a lot of that probably. And they were just going crazy. They were dildoing and fucking going crazy. That was a Tuesday for me. That's so. And so it would have to be so much elevated for me to be, you know, because I've seen so much because I've lived, you know, a bunch of different lives. You yeah. know, I was, you know, the host of a, of a, of a, of a really popular global radio show that, that brought a bunch of money and a bunch of fame and a bunch of bitches. I've been friends with, you know, a lot of really, really high profile people. So I lived that fringe of a life. Then I've been, then I've had on my show huge, you know, from OJ Simpson to Motley Crue to Bill Cosby. You know, I've, I've had those people that in some instances were in studio and we became friendly and I hung out with them privately. So I've kind of been, you know, in that world on a different, a couple different, one, I've lived a little bit of it, but I've also seen a lot of it as well or been the guest of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, God, but it's changed. I mean, it's like you can't run bitches the way you used to run bitches. What do you mean? Well, I mean, back in the day, they didn't have phones. They didn't have, you know, if you get a girl now, if you're a rock star now and you're, fu- you're fucking a girl backstage and she snaps a picture right. or something like that, I mean, you're fucked. Right. You're fucked. You know, back in the day, you could just be, you don't worry about her posting, hey, I just left, you know, fucking such and, you know, Tifu's, you know, uh, hotel room and here's a picture of his car as she's leaving. Like, I mean, now, I mean, you got to. <clears throat> I don't even know how those guys do it now. You have to probably have them sign NDAs the minute they walk in. Oh, yeah. Right? I've heard, I've heard stories about that. I've heard stories about, like, like NBA player, like, fucking NBA player life behind closed doors. How yeah. they have those parties where all the girls have to sign NDAs. I knew a couple girls that used to fuck athletes back about five years ago. And they had to sign an NDA and put their cell phone in their, like, in the... Like those little Yoder bags yeah. like the comedy shows? Yes. And, and in that... Or in the refrigerator, or something like that, and sign an NDA with a picture of their driver's license before they would they could get into doing what they were going to do, which was fuck. Right, right, right. So yeah, I think there's no possible way in hell LeBron James has been faithful to his wife. Oh no way! <laughs> I used to hang out with a guy uh, that played for the Lakers. His name was Tony Smith, uh-huh. and he was there from like ninety. He was from Marquette, and he was. Um, uh, a second string guard. And when <clears throat> I met him in Milwaukee, when I was in Milwaukee, and then I came to Tampa and he was still playing for the Lakers. I think he played the league like eight or nine years. And um, he, when he would come and play, like when the Lakers play in this area, usually the NBA routes them for like, they'll play Atlanta, uh, Orlando, the heat, Charlotte, they kind of route them that way, you know? So, Randy Fund was the coach, and I took I t- took like three or four days off the power pick as a vacation because Tony Smith called me and said, hey, why don't you meet me in Orlando? Have a friend drive you over to Orlando. 
And then, and this is what, this is like 1993. And I got pictures of me and James Worthy and Vladi Divok and, and all these guys, Anthony Peeler. And so I kind of got a three-day uh, look at the NBA life. And so I got driven over to Orlando. I Tony had a suite, uh, like a two adjoining, like not a suite, but a room that adjoined onto another room. So I had my own bedroom. So <clears throat> he got in, he checked in the hotel room. They got in like around, you know, noon. They had shoot around. The, the team had a shoot around like at three mm-hmm. or something. And then they played the, and so they went back and I got to go to, go to all of this. And then they had the game like at seven. So they went back to the hotel room and a little catered deal and they all ate and took a nap and shit. And then they went and played the game. And so I had players tickets. Blah, blah. Well, then the fun begins because they spent the night in Orlando because the next game was in Miami the next day. So they just stayed in Orlando. Well, they all, everyone, every player has a black book at that point of every girl in town that they have either fucked or hooked up with, and they call them all to the lobby, and, and then they just go down to the lobby and pick who they want. They fuck them. You know, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony was already working on the girls in Miami a day before, <clears throat> so... Orlando, Orlando goes. So we get on the team plane. I, I get to fly with them. Like they, it was no that's how, well. There's only like 15 guys on the on the team, and right. with superb, you know, there's probably 30 total people that travel. So they got a they had a chartered like they chartered like a, a they didn't have their own Lakers plane back then. They would just charter like a Delta deal. But you know they had ton of so you the players could bring friends and stuff as mm-hmm. long as you were cool. So they flew into Miami and they just did the same thing. Had a whole list of chicks. Fuck them. And then Tony was working on the Atlanta girls oh and the Charlotte girls. And that's that's how it goes. Oh. Every night there'd be two or three different girls. And the game was just something they had to get. They had to, you know, they had to play the game. But the, that what the game was fucking. That's fucking crazy, man. That the game was fucking. And every one of them did it. That is every so one of them did fucking it. crazy. It's all it all just boils down to fucking. It's Fame all, and money. Everything boils down to. Fame and money. That's what it's all about. It's fucking bananas, man. And now you can get fame and money so much differently than you used to. Let's refer back to Tifu. Back in the day, to a, a guy that played video games, would you ever be able to attain Never. the level of... T- and, and I'm saying this, in a, like I have so much respect for this dude oh yeah like i got nothing but love for this motherfucker this guy's the man right but it's so cool now that fame and money used to just be either you inherited it your family had it uh you were an athlete you were a rock star uh, an entrepreneur a highly educated businessman that invented something like there was only a you know a little bit of a pie on how to get but now you know, with with the advent of what you're doing and what Tifu does and gaming and TikToking and shit, fame and money is can can be for the average person. It used to be you had to be a mega star that right. was indoctrined into fame or money. Your parents, you were right. a Rockefeller, right. you were a, you know the this or a that. Yeah, not anymore. It's the wild west. It really is. But there's so much shit out there that you have to be able to rise above the top in order to get noticed. And you got a great foothold and a great start on it. You know, the funny thing about... You might be more famous and have more money than me someday. 
don't Priority know. Priority new. I don't know. I doubt Had two that. kids. Highly doubt that. Fuck. Anyways, the thing about Tifu, it's just so fascinating, is that like people jump on the bandwagon with things, right? Like I jumped on, I wasn't doing podcasts before. I started this podcast like two and a half, three years ago, maybe. And I did it because it was a, it was already a thing that was starting to like gain momentum. I'm like, maybe I should try doing this. You know, right. I can, my whole thing, my whole view on this podcast is like, like I came from the documentary world. So this is like, I can do a documentary a week, but there's no B-roll. There's no music cut into it. So that's, that's how I think about this. But I did kind of jump on a bandwagon. Turner, Tifu, he was playing fucking video games when it was not cool, when there was no money. Right. When his brother was fucking getting rich, making all these prank videos, right right next door, living in the fucking room next to him. And Tifu wouldn't go participate in all these videos and try to ride his brother's coattails. No, he, played- he was in his room by himself playing fucking video games, right. not getting any pussy. Right. And then all of a sudden... The juke squad doctor killing it. Exactly. <laughs> and then in one month, he fucking... Spot skyrocketed a million times fucking higher than his brother. Yeah, like there's something to say about sticking to something even when it's not going good and no one else is doing. Well, your prime example of that as well. I mean, you don't have five hundred thousand subscribers because you quit. You don't have right. five hundred thousand subscribers because you don't have any talent. You don't have five hundred thousand subscribers because you don't have interesting people. I mean, I got people in radio that have been in radio a long time that. Are, are big-time fans of your podcast because it's good shit. I mean, off the top of my head, I can tell you, you know, three or four of the things. I mean, the counterfeiter guy, the, uh, Matt, the Matt Cox guy, the FBI guy, the, you know, the guy that found the fucking uh, Whitakers in, in uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got, you got, you know, you got some great shit going. Don't stop. I mean, what, what happens when you hit a million subscribers? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, man? I just keep going. It's you do fun. documentaries? Do yeah, that's how I started. I started doing documentaries. I... Have you ever seen Deckhands, the documentary I did on no. the Deer Beach? No. Holy fuck. You I gotta don't. watch. It's the best thing I've ever done on YouTube for sure. But could I, off the air, yeah. when we get done, show you my little seven minute sizzle? I would love to fucking of, watch it. Of because I'm <clears throat> I'm in kind of a little bit of a limbo where I'm making a change with the people that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that might be something you'd be interested in. Yeah. I would love to I, I mean, would love to see it. I would love it's only seven it, my sizzle is like 722, which is a little long for a sizzle, uh-huh. but, you know, I'd love for you to watch it. Have you ever seen the commercial I did with Hogan and the Wrecking Ball? Yes. Was that you? I made that. that. Yeah, that was, that was me and my friend Luke. Literally, it was to, to promote this fucking hosting company. Right. These guys came to me, and they're like, hey, we got, we're, uh... You did that? Hogan, yeah. Hogan, Hogan came to me, because I was, li- I was working at that shopping center on Clearwater Beach, where Brown Boxer is. Right. And I, I worked out every day with fucking Hogan, and he came to me, and... I've done commercials with him in the this past. This was after the sex tape. Yeah. I should ask you about what he says about it. He, I don't think he's ever, we've ever really talked about it, to really? be honest. Right. But I, I always treaded lightly around that subject. Right. But he's like, because I, I did a bunch of commercials for Hogan's Beach. That's, right. how I, that's how I really met him and started working with him closely. And cause I was doing tons of commercials with him. And then... He kind of like trusted me and he's like, hey, I, I got these entrepreneurs who are trying to get me to promote their business. It's a hosting company. They want to call it Hostomania. Like, I want you to do the commercial for it, brother. I'm like, okay. Like, he's like, come up with an idea. And that was right after the Miley Cyrus My wrecking, wrecking ball. ball deal. I'm like, we're going to put he, you butt naked on a wreck. Well, was, was he in a thong or was yeah, he naked? He was, the, he was in a thong. Right. But I'm like, I'm like, we want to put you on a wrecking ball and it'll go viral and fucking put it on TMZ. Didn't it go fucking viral? No, it went super fucking viral. It fucking worked great. It was. It blew the. You fuck did up. that. I did that. Yep. Little motherfucking Danny Jones yep. in the back of a goddamn yep. fucking used car lot. <laughs> what the fuck, Danny Jones? Yep. yep. I did that. That's where do you live? Where, where do you live? I live. I live right down the street in Seminole. I live right. You know, Reddington Shores is. Yeah. Yeah. Like right there. All right, cool. 
which were cool. Seminole Ranch in Georgia. And uh, anyways, that like that led me into doing like all his fucking commercials for every every little brand that he would work with. I would do the commercials. For he, it. You'd be his commercial guy. Yeah, I was basically his commercial fucking idea guy or filmer guy, whatever you want to call it. My my video, my doc, is it, it could be huge. I mean, it, I mean, you 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 didn't know that what I know. I, mean, I want to see that shit. I mean, it is. I mean, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. You know. It's going to be huge. I like for maybe you to look, you know, be part I want to, of it. I'm going to see it. You got on your phone? Yeah. All right. I'll show it to you here. Let's, we want to, let, I don't want to take up too much of your no, time. No, I got all the, what time is it? We just did two and a half hours. Let's do, let's do another hour. I don't give a fuck. You want to do another fuck? A microdose, bitch. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. I don't give a fuck. I'm going from here to get a chicken sandwich and I'm out of here, man. Are you really? Yeah, me and my girl are going to probably end up having some hot sex tonight. That's it. What's up? Have you watched? I'm watching right now. I'm watching the dropout on Hulu about Elizabeth Holmes, that oh, I saw Theranos that. bitch. How fucking crazy is that bitch? She's so weird with the voice. Really, I'm going to change my voice because I make it more believable. Dude, that And she was working at one guy. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The she's Indian still, dude. She's still not, you know, she doesn't get sentenced until September. She's well, she, she's know. living in a hundred and thirty five oh, yeah. million dollar mansion in Silicon Valley. She just had a kid. She's some rich kid. And and yeah, but oh, she, she had a kid with a guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Who knows what the fuck will happen to her? I know for a fact. I know that fucking guy who just tackled Dave Chappelle and got his ass beat like Mojo Jojo. He ain't <laughs> and, getting shit. And, they're they're and, letting him off. Did you? Did you? Are you Ozark guy? No, I'm not an Ozark not, guy. I can't get into Ozark. What are you into? I I, I was a Breaking Bad. I watched Breaking Me too. Bad. Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. After those two, I gave Ozark a shot. I watched a couple episodes. And I'm like, they're trying too fucking hard. Like, it's not, it's too close into the realm of Breaking Bad for me. Yeah. Breaking Bad was too fucking good. And it kind of ruined Ozark's film. Yeah. Everybody loves Ozark's. Ozark's tries to take the manufacturing aspect out of what they're talking about. Whereas, they're just laundering money. Whereas, right? I think that's what was super cool about Breaking Bad is they showed you the production of it, you know, how Walter perfected the fucking, yeah. like, the actual manufacturing of it. Yeah. You know, the the laundering and money part of it, I guess, is maybe the smart person's part of it. I want to see the fucking street-level yeah. part of it. The you fuck, know? I mean, just, like, the fucking his story, like, just Mr. whatever, Mr. Chips to going to fucking Scarface. And he was a pimp. He dude. was a fucking Walter White was a pimp. Was he, he was fucking, fucking badass, pimp. dude. The, oh man, everything about Have that show is so Cowboys? fucking good. Oh yeah, I no, no, Billy Corbin on here. Oh, Billy's a friend of mine. Is he really? Yes, He's I had, funny I had shit. him on with Screwball. We promoted Screwball, okay. and then uh, did you see the latest Cocaine Cowboys? I did. Okay, I, I did. loved it. Didn't you? Really fucking good oh. with Willie Falcone. Yeah, and all that. Shit. I didn't know about. It. I had a my buddy BB. I probably shouldn't have said his name. We kept him anonymous. I had him on here, but he worked. BB, it's just BB. BB, yeah, BB. He was in prison with Willie Falcone. And he actually worked with him in Miami, and he told me he used to tell me all these fucking stories. I'm like, who the? He's like, you got to find out about this guy Willie Falcone. He's been telling me forever. I'm like, who the fuck is Willie Falcone? He's like, trust me, he was way bigger than fucking Griselda Blanco. Or oh any yeah, yeah, yeah Willie. And then they fucking new Cocaine Cowboys documentary comes out all about Willie. I was yeah. like, holy. And fuck. your boy was telling you. And about he was it. even telling me about it for years. Yeah. But yeah, man, that whole coke. I had a. Uh, George Valdez on here. He was one of the main guys in that second Cocaine yeah. Cowboys movie. He was the accountant. Right. He was like the main accountant who like started the uh, the. So cartel. who's been your favorite guest over all the years? My favorite guest? Yeah, over all the years. Fuck, man. I don't know. Honestly, I had probably more fun talking to Brett Phillips on, on here than, than most people. I feel like we had a really good... We had a really good rapport, had a really good conversation. He's the kid who plays for the Rays. Yeah. We, we talked about fucking, like, crypto and NFTs, and he went to Seminole High School, the same high school I went to. Does he still play for the Rays? Yeah, he still plays for the Rays. Local kid. Outfielder. Yeah, from from uh, from Seminole. Good. That's he, it. Uh, he fucking, like, his story is so crazy because he, um, he was like, 
kind of like a nobody on the team. You know what I mean? Like he barely like he went from got traded from the Royals to the Rays, which was his hometown. And he wasn't he was just like an outfielder. He never really had any big highlights, but he ended up breaking Babe Ruth's record for more grand slams in the shortest amount of time than anybody in history. Really? Yeah. And then and then when the Rays were in the World Series, what was it, two years ago maybe? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like they were getting blown out for the whole series, and it was game four. I think it was. And then they bring him in? They bring him in. It was like the game's over. They, right. they lost the fucking game, but the bases were loaded. And they bring and in Phillip. Bring him in. Bottom of the ninth. He's like, no pressure. Like, whatever. He's like, I just said a little prayer to Jesus, and I walked up on the I fucking just swung for the fences, and he fucking hit a grand slam, and they won the game. And, and he's was, like fucking Johnny Rockstar. He said he almost had a heart attack after. He said his, his resting heart rate was like 200 right after. Right, and right. Was, he was all over the news. Anyways, that was one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. Him, Mark Leda. Mark Lady's the guy who interviewed the people, the Kentucky people, or the people in Odd, Tennessee. What was it? Odd? Odd is the name of the town. Odd, West Virginia. Odd, West Virginia. The Metzgers. Yes. Yes. I'm in, I like, because of that, I watched that. Metzgers. That's their name, isn't it? The Whitakers. The Whitakers. Yeah, the Whitakers. Yeah, 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 in Odd, West Virginia. The The one guy just barks. Yeah, he just barks. Have you you watched any of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's freaky. And it's all inbreeding. And and they're all fucking, fucking each other. They're they're dead family members. They're just buried in the front yard. I know. <laughs> just when we think we got it bad, man, just go to the fucking Metzger Whitakers or where the fuck they are. God, I, yeah, I watched a little bit of that. That's how I got on that rabbit hole with Anna. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. That guy I liked Cox though. I thought people. Cox, you know, in small doses. I think you go to the Max Cox car too much though. I do go to him too yeah. much. Yeah, he's kind of like my go-to. Yeah, like fuck I, him. <laughs> But you know, tell him we got a, a couple. We're gonna get him some Georgia boots with an insert. He'll be five four, and he's we'll got, be great. He's got those now. He definitely has those same fucking boots you got now. His jeans keep getting tighter, and his shirts keep getting tighter every time he comes in. I tell you though, he had a fucking racket though, didn't he? He had he did a, have a fucking, fucking racket. Yeah, I don't know who had a better racket, him or the counterfeiting guy. Honestly, the guy who I had on two weeks ago probably puts them both to shame. The guy I had on two weeks ago was like the biggest cybersecurity fraudster in the history of the country. You're kidding me. Yeah, no. He was filing 200 tax returns a day. Going to fucking ATMs and cashing the IRS checks. He, he would spend one full day uh, filing, at, filing 200 tax returns. Spend the following three fucking days going to ATMs across the country. Cashing the IRS checks, filling up his Jansport backpack with like $150,000 a day. Local guy? Uh, no, he was based out of uh, Georgia. How, did, you, did he come down? <clears throat> come yeah, and do the show? He flew down and did it. Yeah, really. Fucking insane. One of the most insane frauds. How much times did he, did he do? He ended up only doing. I think it was less than ten years. I think it was like seven or eight years. Really? Yeah, less was, less time than Matt. He made way more fucking money than Matt did. Now, do any of these guys? And this is just your opinion. This is me asking you questions. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. But like, is, do any of these? Do you think any of these guys kept it? Any of it? Like when you got actually, that- actually, and this is just your opinion. You just reminded me. You just reminded me of probably one of my top favorite podcasts. We need another hit of the salt. Yeah, yeah. This guy, fucking Roger Reeves, he was, uh, he was a fucking, he was a pilot who learned to fly because he wanted to fly for missionaries. He, he was the, the number one drug smuggler. Yep. I just watched it. Yep. I just well, I started watching it. That's his book right behind you, the smuggler, on the on the middle shelf. Yeah. He was probably one of my favorite po- fucking podcasts of all time because he's just like this old guy with the southern draw, talks like this. You know, he just has a beautiful voice to listen to, and fucking like almost evangelical. He was right? eighteen years old, flying his fucking little plane that he owned from California 
to Mexico once a week making a million dollars a day. Dealing with these fucking Colombians. This guy... could kill you. He got shot down five fucking times and <laughs> lived. Got shot down, fucking machine gunned across his leg, got his fucking balls shot. They shot his testicles. Why would they shoot him? Because I don't remember exactly why he took off from a fucking airport. He was running from the Colombian police. That's what he was doing. Right. He met... He did a, tra- a deal. He was transporting coke from the Col- for the Colombians back to California. The Colombian police were shooting, trying to shoot him down. And he, they actually did shoot him down. He had to run through the jungle for fucking three weeks, and he fucking almost died and made it. Crazy fucking story. I'd like to see a documentary he on him. Why don't you do a documentary on him? They did a Locked Up Abroad about him, actually. Oh, okay. He was in, they ended up locking him in Australia for eight years. He escaped prison like four or five times. Bro, this guy's a, this fucking, guy's a fucking... This guy's a fucking killer. And he's like the most docile, southern, like... Where does like he live? Gentleman. Right now, he lives in... Uh, he lives in Santa Barbara with really? his wife. Yeah. But he'll come to your show, man. He is fucking amazing. This guy, this is one of the most fascinating characters ever. Now, did he save any of it, you think? In my opinion. Just your opinion. I think he's invested in real estate, and I think he's still, uh, he's got. How about Cox? He's got, I don't think, no, Cox, no. This guy, yes. This How guy, about Counterfeit this, Willie? Counterfeit Willie, no. I was these guys, some of these guys aren't bright. This fucking guy is old school, Colombian, dealing with the fucking, with Pablo directly. Right, right. He's, he fucking, he could call up George Ochoa right now. Right. And and I think he he literally has a fuckload of money still invested. Right. I think, I don't because know. Because on that level, you know, there's not a lot of documentation. You know, when you're the IRS guy, I mean, they're filling out the tax forms. You know, there's obviously documentation yeah. when you're Cox and you've stole 45 identities and this and this. Right. And when you're counterfeit Willie. Yeah. But, you know, there's a paper trail. But when you just got bag loads of money, like, you know, they don't, they don't fucking know right. where one of the He bag. didn't know what to do with this fucking money. He, had, he was buying fucking family members and friends fucking mansions on the water in California. <laughs> God, he I, did not know what to do. And there's a difference between guys like him, though, and guys like Matt Cox and Counterfeit Guy. Because guys like Matt and guys like Counterfeit Guy, they were trying to finance their lifestyle. Matt was trying to, like, finance all these fucking whores he was dating and, and these yeah. cars and all this shit. And he was, like, he was broke. Like, Roger, he was just this young kid trying to go on these adventures. He And, and he didn't need the fucking money. And then the shit he went through. Yeah. I mean, like Cox and Counterfeit Willie, they did fed time. Right, right. You know, whatever. They didn't have to go fucking in, uh, abroad in a prison for eight years and escape four times and get shot out and live in the jungle three weeks. Right, right. I mean, like, you know, right? They were always in a fucking, they had a hot and a cot, at least always. Right. Right? And and um, Roger, interesting thing about him, too. And is, keep that shit in the middle in case I need it. What? Oh, oh, oh. Fuck, yeah, forgot, sorry. Community. Yeah, don't fucking don't be Woo! don't be bored. Bogart. I've done, I've done some shit. Okay, yeah, I, all right, go. Um, I take another hit while you tell me to deal. He's been with the fucking his wife since like high school. They're high school sweethearts, and she stayed with him for his like twenty eight years stint through prison. He was in prison for I think close to thirty years, and she stayed with him the whole time. How'd you find him? He emailed me. You know, it was fucking. I would go, sometimes I go. I miss emails from people that that try to be guests on the show. I miss. We miss a lot of them. And it was like one weekend. I'm like, you know, what? I need to start like really, like paying attention to like the guests. I need to get some really interesting people on here. And I was going through old emails. I just search my emails. Sometimes I type in the word interview in the search bar and find out people who have entered me, emailed me about interviews. And I came across this guy's email I missed six months ago. 
And I fucking called him up. So this motherfucker was trying to get a hold of you. Yes. And I called him up, and I was like, it's "Even worse, you had to get your ass kicked for that." I know, I know, it was it's pathetic. So you call him it's up, pathetic. And I'm like, "Hey, bud," I call him up, and I'm like, "Hey, man," I'm like, "I really," I'm like, "Your fucking stories." First of all, I thought it was bullshit. Like right. just by like the headline of the email and like what the subject was, I'm like, I'm calling him thinking he's full of shit. First of all, and I called him like, listen to him. He's talking to me for like an hour on the phone, telling me a story. I'm like, no fucking way. And then he told me about his book. I read a couple pa- chapters of his book, and I'm like, dude, I need to get you here asap. And he's like, well, you know, me and my wife are just traveling through Georgia, and, and we're actually in North Florida right now looking to buy some real estate. And he was, him and his wife are looking to buy, like, a house in Florida. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, can I get you down here? He's like, well, I don't know. Uh, we, we're all really busy, and my wife's got surgery next month, and I don't know <laughs> if we can make it. And I'm just like, I need to get you here. I'm like, well, I'll do whatever you want. Eventually, I talked him into coming a month later. And uh, as soon as I dropped the podcast with him – Rogan's best friend, fucking, uh, who I was telling you about, Lex Friedman, right? Hit him up, and he was on his podcast like the next fucking week. I mean, Rogan watches your shit, and then and then they, he was on Rogan's show the week after that, telling him all about Roger. It's like you got to get the Rogan, you got to get Roger right. on. I'm talking right. about it, and it was just anyway. I mean, did, did Rogan get Roger on? He hasn't got him on yet. No. Oh, fuck. but uh, but Roger but Roger has that- Netflix knocking. Out. He's got all these fucking production companies. Oh, as calling he should. Mo, you know what's weird? We were talking about like like old school radio business and TV business and the movie biz, show biz. A majority of the criminals that I have on here, they fucking, after they do this show, they get companies, production companies, beating their fucking doors down, trying really? to get them to do like, like, like shopping deals, like shopping agreements. <clears throat> right. To, to shop their shows around. But most of these production companies, they don't fucking have shit going for them. No, no. They're just trying to lock up as many ideas as they can I've so ran, they have a bookshelf. I've, I've ran into that. Yeah, I ran to, into these production companies who really are just broke, like sniffers. Yeah. I call them sniffing. Yeah. They're sniffing around to to get you excited to then try to go sell that to somebody who can really make a documentary. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like there's a lot. There's so much of that. It is. It's such a, it's not, like a it, racket, man. It's it, it really is. It's kind of a racket. Be like, hey, you know, uh, and then, and, and realistically, they, if they're going to shoot it, they have to go and rent, you know, a couple guys to shoot it and then have a couple guys edit it. Mm. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's just, it's a fucking racket. There's and just not a lot of legitimate fucking people out mm-hmm. there. And it's done, the, the industry's done a 180 now. Now the production companies that have relationships with networks or TV networks or studios, whatever it is, they're scouring podcasts and internet shows to try to find content well, for TV. do you know how many podcasts, not like the, the Dirty John series, was it the Dirty John series? Um, the, was it the Dirty? Um, it started out as an LA Times uh, podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was from a podcast. You know, I don't know if you knew this, but LA Times as a newspaper you know the newspaper industry is mm-hmm. absolutely fucking oh yeah almost as Door dead nail. as my career. <laughs> so, you know, they went and they took their top journalists and said, "We're going to build recording studios where your little cubicles are, and we want you guys to start instead of finding stories for the newspaper, find stories that can, we can make into podcasts." And mm. LA Times Oh shit! You know the, the cops like to fucking pull people over in our parking lot. Really? It's fucked up. It's annoying. Um, so I forget. I think it was called Austin in the air, bro. It's fucking. Is it? Is it? Is it running right now? It's hot as Calvin. fuck in here. I can't 
You guys have had a lot of 300-pound guests, so I've created a lot of heat. No, I'm sweating my ass off right now. But I think it's called Dirty Dirty John. Okay. I forgot. If, what, what, Dirty John. It's called Dirty John. And it and it's a two or three part series. Christian Slater is in it, and mm. it's and it and it's all based on true stories. Okay, and it's and it's all all of this started out as podcasts, and so a lot of documentaries and a lot of miniseries and a lot of these things are these production companies are gravitating to these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you're right, turning a there's a large portion of them that are legitimate that are turning podcasts into you know video productions right you gotta you gotta write that down dirty john and get into john where where was it at it was on true crimes there's two seasons of it but what what forum was it on netflix netflix so it's on netflix it's called dirty john okay and i know you'll like it because it even says from the la times podcast like la times now has a podcasting Right. Division, right? So, and it makes sense. I mean, I applaud uh, the LA Times. Here's the newspaper industry, arguably one of the top five newspapers in America, sees that printed newspaper is, you know, about. <clears throat> is this it? Um, who's this guy? Dirty John. Dirty John, what? LA Times by Christopher Gottfard. Gottfard. Which one? Uh, I think. What, is that the one we saw? Yeah, we saw, what's, what's Dirty John about? It's about it's about it's about the first one is about a doctor who kills people, okay, and, and paralyzes them. And he was a, he was a back surgeon, and he was doing back surgeries wrong because he was high on pills and all this kind of bullshit. And and, and all of it's true, all of it's true. And then the second one comes. From this guy who was a lawyer and a doctor, <clears throat> and his wife, and he went, and he had an affair. Uh, he was a big sling and dick attorney out of L.A., out of uh, San Diego, and he was having an affair with his secretary. Well, his wife went batshit crazy on him because he left her with the two kids, and then she murdered him. Oh my god! And she f- on, was on trial, and the first time got a hung jury. And then the second time they tried her, but they're all based on true stories, wow. all from an LA Times podcast. Wow! And so I know you're in the podcasting world, is uh, and, and if you're rooting for podcasting, it, it just goes to show you that you know. So here's the LA Times, who's like, man, printed newspaper business is over. Yeah. Like it's you know it's, it's with the Rubik's cube, it's fucking done. Right. Um, we're going to turn our journalists, those that are talented into podcasters. Mm. And so they have a whole podcasting wing, which is brilliant. It is brilliant. I mean, it's and the way they, they, they like even NPR has a lot of really good podcasts too. Like, uh, the serial one. I don't know if you've heard of serial, yeah, serial you know? killers or <clears throat> it's just called serial. And they had, uh, they basically follow these long, like murder trials and like weird fucking stories, but they, they make them like Netflix shows, but audio, like they fucking they all the editing and the sound and the music. Oh, it's such a, it's a huge production. It. It's so riveting. Like, yeah, how it they is. Do it. It's great. Now, it's, where do you just now, now? You guys do YouTube your podcast, but do you guys does your is your podcast audibly distributed oh, yeah. too? Oh yeah, it's on YouTube, and then well, uh, visibly it is visibly it's on YouTube, right? And then the audio is published on i or Apple Podcast and Spotify. And do you do, do you aggregate that through like a just one like I have Art Nineteen that I use to aggregate it through all my, you know. Yeah, we use uh, a, a 
platform called Anchor, which is owned by Spotify. Okay. So I upload it basically directly to spot to this company that's called owned Anchor. by Spotify. It's called Anchor. It's kind of like Anchor Megaphone. And then they'll stitch in the they'll stitch in the commercials. Exactly. And all that. Yeah. So so there there's own it's a company that's owned by Spotify that has like a platform to upload the audio, and they actually bring us a lot of sponsors too. Right. Like directly because right. Spotify's turned into this giant fucking agency, like this giant marketing right. company. Right. Especially like the advent of. of they're an audio I think, platform. I think but we're on. I think we're on. I think my shit's on Spotify. I think you can do video on Spotify now too. You can. Yeah. So it's should like, I start doing that? You think? Oh fuck yeah! I'm in the process of right now of transitioning all of my audio Spotify episodes to the video version. I think fucking Spotify is going to give YouTube a run for its money. So, but when you're saying you're in the process of taking all your audio Spotify. And visualizing it, meaning you're just going to sync up the video of it. No, no. So I have. So right now, I uploaded all the audio MP3s right. to uh, to Spotify. Right. But all they have a, a tool on there where you can just replace the file. So I can I have MP4 video files of every podcast. So I have an audio file and a video file with right. the audio. <laughs> right. Like the clones of each other. Sure. So I'll just replace the audio file with the video file, and not it'll lose be the same any, exact audio, and not lose any, not lose anything. Anything. Yeah. You're just basically. Putting the visual part of what was existingly there now in replace of the audio. Exactly. Part. Perfect. Without exactly. losing any. Without losing any view, any view perfect. counts, any, any nothing like that. And then, and then they've they've actually just built in this cool new uh, feature which can run the ads like with the video. So it's honestly it's just like it's like an early version of YouTube. Right. Right. It's fucking cool. And I think you know I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen. But now when you do your when you do your midstream uh, placements, do you do them yourself or do you let them do them? Do you let them do the placements, the midstream? I do a lot of them myself, and they also put a lot of automatic ones in there as well. Oh, they, okay. So yeah, yeah. so they they charge they charge you different. So like the sponsors, if they want to pay more money for a, a sponsorship can, that can be read by me. And I sure, can no, put of it course, like the yeah. Spoken word, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. But I'm talking you, about... You know about that <clears throat> shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I do a ton of that. But I'm talking about like when you're uploading your YouTube deal and it says... It, and it says... What a rookie move. Fucking... What a pathetic. fucking rookie. God damn. My piece lord. Shit. You're fucking... With me. Cheap headphones. Will you tell this guy he's a piece of shit and then hang up on him? Yeah, what's his name? Shane. Hey, Shane. It's Bubba the Love Sponge. Hello, Hello. Uh, hi, Shane. You're a real piece of shit. Did you know that? Look at you. What What are you, 150 pounds fucking soaking wet? Take, take off that hat so we can see that fucking hairline, kid. That's what I'm talking about. Fuck. Matthew McConaughey on crack called back once his look back. That high... I, but I will tell you this. I've already got you sized up. You got a high vis shirt on, so I can tell you that you're a real worker. You're not. Oh like, yeah. You're not like this indoor cat, Danny Jones over here. This fucking indoor cat. I I know, but I'll tell you this. You might be out there busting your ass, but this motherfucker's getting paid, and he's doing pretty good. You might want to keep. You might want to hang on to this friend, motherfucker. He's the fucking stingiest rat you'll ever meet. Buddy. Is he? Is he a fucking? I'm trying to get him to do some business with me, but is he a fucking real rat? He don't share a dime, man. Yeah, and he's getting ready to have another kid. He doesn't even know the fucking shit that's going to happen with that fucking idiot. He's got. He's got fucking problems. You know, I told him again. I'm buying him a vasectomy for fucking Christmas. We better get use it. <laughs> Please. Hey, we're microdosing on weed, doing a podcast. We ain't got time for your bullshit. Okay. See you later, buddy. Uh, Bye-bye. Hey, good to talk to you, Bob. Bye, El Tato. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> he co-hosts with me on here sometimes. He couldn't make it today because he got a fucking good, real job. I'd love to do some shit with you guys. That'd be I, fun as fuck. For real. Like, I would really like for you to look at my world a little bit and tell me where I could, yeah. you know, where I could get better. And, 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 and I'd love for you to come over to my studios one day and you yeah. just see what I got and... And just you know, I'm kind of just kind of assess some shit. Like, yeah. oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. Like, you know, I I can only find a few things you're doing wrong. One of them is your headphones, and mm-hmm. the other one you have your phone on. That's yeah, it. No, retarded. And you retarded. need to fucking learn how to work fucking endorsements. Yeah, you need to get you need to get crackhead Calvin on that shit right now. Fucking, I mean, we probably gave those people a couple thousand dollars with their advertising. Probably easily. You yeah. know how many people are going to probably go out and what is this called? <sighs> it's called ah, the world's strongest smelling salts. Yeah. Ah, the world's strongest smelling uh, smelling salts. I bet you could probably get them on Amazon. It's, it's not ah. It's more yes. like ah. ah! <laughs> it's like when your girlfriend sticks her finger in your butt and yes. you're not expect it, expecting it, right? Yep, yep. It's not. Oh, it's ah. <laughs> ah! Woo! It's more like, a, it's more like a Ric Flair woo. Woo! They, that's what they should. That's what they. Should. Oh, they should get Rick fucking Flair to promote that shit. Oh my god. I mean, this this is the world's strongest smelling salts, and I bet you could probably get them at fucking Amazon. Or oh yeah, you can. Yeah. I think so. And it's I like ten bucks. I mean, and you and you just leave them in. Now, can you take them out or do no? You, don't no. take them out. I don't think you're supposed to take them out. Well, luckily, those are fucking old as fuck. That's like a two month old bottle, so that thing's been run dry. I mean, if you hit them hard, it gets it gets you right, but it gets you. It does get you if you hit it right. But if the, when this thing's brand fucking new and it comes in the in the plastic bag, you can't even fucking open the plastic bag. Woo, woo. Have you always been a wrestling fan your whole life? Yeah, since yeah, you were young, and, little yeah, kid. And, you know, I'm the only. I I actually wrestled a little bit back in the day. Really, Hogan got me set up so good. Kind of had it so good. I um, what WWE would do is because I was syndicated in all the you know when they when they just like the NBA when the WWE WWF come to a territory they'll hit like you know. They'll do Monday Night Raw in Tampa. Then they'll they'll do a house show like in Orlando, and then they would do like you know Friday night in Miami. You know, so they they route they route it you know globally. Right. You know, so the the boys don't have to travel so much. So when Hogan and I were hanging out, Hogan would would tell Vince, "Hey, my best friend, uh, I I got." trained in wrestling by a guy named Tom Stone in Milwaukee. And so I knew a little bit about wrestling. I'd been trained, I'd, you know, I'd been to wrestling school a little bit because when I was in Milwaukee, um, this guy named Tom Stone would do these high school shows and buy and get these independent guys, you know, like get, get Greg the Hammer Valentine for 500 to come in, you know, and, mm. and he'd do these, <clears throat> he'd do these um, high school shows where I was the number one rated you know, radio guy in Milwaukee uh, did afternoon drive, and I was a little bit crazy back then. And they had me; I had freedoms to talk about what I wanted. So, Tom Stone said, "Well, I'm getting two or three hundred people to come to these wrestling shows at high schools, but if I had you on the card uh, as the local radio personality, and I would let you win, I let you smash the fuck out of everybody, I'd pack it. So I'd be like, well, hell, he goes, well." Six months, you, you got to come down and get take do, bump, hit the ropes, learn the fucking lingo, learn the philosophy, you know, just learn <clears throat> various things. So I then would be like, you know, um, 
Hot 102, WLUM, Bubba the Love Sponge. Don't forget this weekend, this Friday night at Waukesha High School, uh, I'm the main event. I'm taking on the Texas Hangman. That's right. And so then I'd have the Texas Hangman call in and be like, let me tell you something, Bubba. You fat ass. I'm going to take you pillar to post, you short arm little son of a bitch. You don't have any experience. You're fat. You're stupid. And I'd be like, I'm going to, and we, you know, and so we would, you know, all that for like two weeks. And then the high school, all the kids would get involved and the high school football team would sell tickets as a fundraiser and we would fucking pack the place out two or three thousand of course i'd go in there beat the fuck out of the guy guy would do some juice get some fucking hard way juice and i'd be the fucking man so i had some wrestling experience when i came to tampa then i got friends with hogan and hogan tells vince hey my guy, my best friend, you know, he knows enough enough about wrestling that he could be the opening matches at the cities that he's heard in. So I was heard in Jacksonville. Oh, I was heard in Orlando. I was heard in Miami. I was heard in Fort Myers. I was heard in Tampa. So when the WWE would come into town, I would be the opening match, the dark match that, that wasn't on TV. So you know how they have two or three matches before TV starts? Well, I would be one of the opening matches but what WWE got from that was three four weeks of me on the radio every night being like that's right this Saturday night I'll be at the Sun Dome taking on the Brooklyn Brawler you know and so they would get all of that added value and then I would I'd just beat the shit out of the guy that's fucking amazing the best story of all the best story of all is if you're a wrestling fan is I was in the Sun Dome here in Tampa which is the UF, what's called the Yingling Center now you know where USF is they play basketball? Ringling? No, Yingling. Ringling. Yingling. It's okay. called the Yingling. You know, okay. Yingling, Yingling beer. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Used to be called the Sun Dome. It has it fits about eight or nine thousand, and it's where USF plays basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it was. I was the WWE, WWF was there that night, and uh, Hogan for some reason wasn't there. I forget. I don't know if he had defected yet or or what, but but Vince was still using me on the cities on my cities that I was hurt as mm-hmm. opening matches. And they'd pay me five hundred and they put me over. I mean I would win. So I go there that night and the boys in the locker rooms kind of always resented me because I wasn't one of you know, I was kind of a guy who got fast tracked into kind of a cool position. Right, right. You know, so you know, here's some guys that have been around for 10 years doing jobs and you know here i am fucking johnny hotshot roll in with my louis vuitton luggage and and my fucking hair you know hair fucking slick and 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 be able to beat these guys that were regular wrestlers so i was supposed to go do you remember the mean street posse they were shane mcmahon's uh best friends or something like that well i was supposed to wrestle them as the opening match so pat patterson and now in wrestling, they have an agent and him and Jerry Briscoe were the two agents that night. And they kind of run the locker room and they tell who's going to win and whatever. Well, Undertaker, Mark Calloway, lived in Tampa at the time mm-hmm. and it was a house show. Usually Calloway didn't do house shows. He only did big shows. But since it was a, a home, a home show, he did a favor for Vince. And so the Undertaker was the big guy on the card. Now, if anybody knows anything about wrestling, Mark the undertaker ran the dressing room. He absolutely was the boss of the boys. If like he settled all disputes, he was even when Hogan was there, Hogan had his own dressing room after Hogan left and then came back and Callaway had already established himself that he ran the dressing room. He ran it like he fucking ran the show. No way. So 
we're in the back and Patterson doesn't know that I'm as popular and in Tampa as I am. He thinks I'm just some local fucking radio guy and this is some bullshit gimmick. So we're in there and Patterson's like, okay, here's what's going to happen, Bubba. Briscoe's going to feed you. You're going to, Jerry's going to come in, get to outside distraction. Mean Street Posse is going to come in, hit you over the head with a fucking chair. You're going to get dazed. You're going to try to make a comeback. They're going to scoop slam you, roll you into a schoolboy. One, two, three, we're gone. And I go, okay. I mean, I'm losing at that point. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm just, happy to be part of the fucking deal. I'm in a right. WWE ring in my own hometown in front of 10,000 people. Bubba the Love Sponge from 98 Rock. I, it's, it's good promotion for me. Whether I win or lose, who gives a fuck? Right. So that's the way it is. Callaway goes, uh-uh. Nope. And I was like, you know, I was always really respectful to Mark. Like I was, you know, uh, like super cool to him, and he and, he, oh, and yeah. he lived in Tampa, so Mark knew how over how popular I was in Tampa, right? And so Callaway goes, "Hey Patterson, let me ask you a question. So we're gonna go ahead and bury, and when you get beat that fast, it's called you're burying a guy, okay? Like you're burying, right?" Him. He goes, "So uh, Pat, let me just see if I get this straight. We're gonna bury a guy that spent three weeks on promoting this show. That's probably put two or three thousand extra asses in the seat tonight, and we're gonna bury him in his in front of his own hometown when this is just a house show. It's not on TV. We're not making any of our wrestlers look bad because nobody's gonna see it except for the seventy four hundred people here. And we're gonna bury this guy in front of his own hometown when he's busted his ass. Pat Patterson, without missing a beat, goes. You know what that. Uh, Bubba, you're going to go off the second rope after you give him a double clothesline. Jerry, you're going to try to kick Bubba. Bubba's going to shoot you off into a schoolboy. Watch for the double boot. Bubba, you're going over. <clears throat> and I turned to Callaway, and he goes, it's business, man. It's business. It's about doing business, and that's what makes the most bi- Boy, the Mean Street Posse were so mad. They went from giving me a double clothesline and beating me to me going off the second and smashing them. And it, that's, my, that's my fucking wrestling that's story. That's fucking incredible, All because dude. The Undertaker said no. That we're not burying a guy in his own home fucking town who's busted his ass for us. We're not doing that. That's now so if it had been cool. on TV and it would been you know where people could see that it's a regular jobber off the fucking streets is now beating an accomplished WWE guy. Mm-hmm. That's different. But it was a house show and I was the opening match. Right. You know. Right. So it, that's that's that's. And you've done all that promoting and everything like that. And you're oh such yeah. A, such for a three weeks. And be like, right. Oh, you know. And I had the Mean Street Posse call me up, be like, you know, you're fat ass. You're, <laughs> You know, it's going to take two of us just to match your fat ass and, you know, and all that back and forth. And, yeah. You know, they got probably $30,000 of free promotion, you know, from me mm-hmm. that you can't even put a value on outside of their commercials. Dude, I mean, fucking wrestling fans have such a bad rap. They, they have such a stigma. Like, I used to think that wrestling fans were such fucking losers before. And then I went to fucking WrestleMania. I went to the, my first wrestling event ever. It was the New, New Orleans one, maybe four years ago. And... They are the coolest fucking fanatics. I think they're way cooler than fucking football, NBA fans, any sport. They're a fraternity. They're like... They're a fraternity. They really are. And when you go there, they don't fucking fuck with you. They're like, hey, bro, what's going on? Who's your guy? Hey, who's your guy? Wow, man, fuck, that's my guy too. They want to be your boy. They're all like a fucking community of people that have each other's back, unlike sports fans where it's like more political. Like, fuck you. You you know I could get you for a guest? He's a very good friend of mine. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle is the current 
uh, co-champion with uh, Randy Orton. Oh no shit! And he lives in Ocala. Well, he lives in Orlando now. Okay, he's called. You know, he's the dude that he kicks off his flip flops. He used. He was a former MMA guy. Uh-huh. His name's Matt Riddle. Maybe uh-huh. Calvin can pull him up. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but he's he's got one of the he's got one of the straps right now for WWE. No way! Yeah, and he'd be oh he's so fucking cool. He is like he's like oh yeah I know this guy. He's like the Juke Squad guy. Yes, he is. He's oh just, he's dope. No, he's what's the guys from the Juke Squad's name jack and turner he's just like jack okay he's, he's, he looks a lot like jack yeah he's just like jack and he's so fucking pull cool. up some big some more pictures of him <laughs> yeah like and when he and when he gets he, man he'd built like a tank huh oh yeah but like his gimmick is this like hey bro like people get oh, real like mad. surfer dude yeah like like people, spicoli hey uh see if you can pull up uh matt riddle and and um goldberg backstage and this was a shoot like Goldberg was really, really mad at him, and and Matt Riddle was like, "Bro, see if you could." Oh, the video. Okay. Yeah, the video. Goldberg and Matt Riddle. Yeah, and like this is a this is this is, and you know Goldberg's old school, real, real fucking intense. Yeah, you know yeah. like, you know like fucking real intense. Want to fucking kick your ass? Yeah. And and wait till you hear how if 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 this is it, <clears throat> how Riddle. Yeah, this is it in real life. Riddle could kick his fucking ass. Really? For real. Like Riddle is an accomplished MMA. Oh, is he? He, he was a UFC at one time. Okay. Like in real life, Riddle would fucking kill him. Wow. Would kill him. But like Riddle's like you know Goldberg's all tensed and shit. Riddle's that like, seemed real. Oh, it that was a shoot. Like that was a real shoot means real. Shoot me. Work means not real. Okay. They, work means you're working. A- shoot means it's real. Like okay. that. That's real. Like that wasn't rehearsed. Yeah. That was somebody tell. had a cell phone. And they had had a little bit of a problem, and when Goldberg said we need to talk, you know, Riddle's like, "Fine, you know, fine, dude, you know." But yeah. that's a shoot. Oh, it's fucking high vis Willie. Oh, you're just gonna fucking show up in the middle of the what? podcast? I mean, this is a professional fucking organization. What the yeah. fuck? Do you, what is this? I hope he didn't fucking. I thought you take a swing on me. <laughs> I, take, I really just thought right now he was gonna take a swing on me. <laughs> hey, hey, grab a chair, bud. Hey, I really thought he was gonna swing on me That's just cool. now. Did you really? Bro, That's I did. hilarious. I he was gonna swing on me. I was like, whoa. I wanted him to come uh, be a guest on or be a co-host on this, but he had to work, so he showed up. Yeah, halfway. Is he weed whacking today, or what's yeah, he doing? What are you doing today? Weed whacking? Would you have a fucking pizza party? He actually uh, does con- real concrete work. Yeah, like you're a poser on the concrete, yeah. bro. That's a real concrete yeah, motherfucker right yeah, there. Exactly. Put your headphones on, bitch, and join the party. Don't you damn. know how to fucking be on the radio? Yeah, Jeez. you fucking nerd. Come on. Hey, call him a jobber. You, you fucking you? jobber. Yeah. A jobber is like, <laughs> it's a wrestling term. So they had a, if you're a jobber, uh-huh. what you are is, back in the old wrestling school days, they would have, a, the they didn't have a big roster. So when Vince or somebody would come into town, they you, would bring oh, got, like. By the way, you got to turn this mic on. Sorry. They would bring like seven or eight of the stars but then they would get local guys that are professionally trained just to lose. So they would hire like 10 jobbers, 10 local wrestler guys as, and give them 500 a night uh-huh. to, to lose to, you know, Greg, the hammer Valentine. So if you're called a jobber, then it means you're just, you're a hell of a hand and you can work, but you're going to lose. Right, right, right. <laughs> right That's right. exactly what he is. What is he? Jobber. Say it. He's a fucking jobber. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> John, oh, is my ca- crackhead Calvin? Get it going. On, what's Let's going go. on? Check, oh, there check, we go. check, oh, check, 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 check. That's right. He keeps calling Austin on, crackhead man. Calvin the clicker. <laughs> That's fucked the up. Right, the right hand clicker with carpal. <laughs> with carpal tunnel. <laughs> carpal Calvin. <laughs> Takes him an hour and a half to pull up a TikTok. So, uh, your, right. your day done for today? How many yards you lay today? Today we did about 80, 90. Uh, with, with a truck, though. 
Oh, yeah, yeah multiple I mean, trucks. You yeah. barely get 10 yards in a truck. Right. And so, then, yeah, boom pump. Now, do they have it now where they the truck mixes it? Oh, it's re- it's mixed up, ready, ready to no, roll. No, but like a lot of... Uh, isn't like a te- dry mix? Well, isn't there a technology where... They get it wet and it rolls it around while you're mm-hmm. driving, and it, so it, so it stays wet. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other technology where they have all the el- they have all the elements and it mixes it as Correct. it as it's. See, I know about fucking. That's, concrete. A, that's yeah. called a dry batch truck. Those are for usually smaller residential jobs. Oh, okay. So if you're pouring big big shit, you're you're doing the wet truck. You're doing wet, ready mixed. Sorry, right. ready to roll, ready what's, to roll. What's concrete going for a yard now? <clears throat> I think we're charging. We bid at probably about a hundred seventy a yard. A, a yard per yard. Fuck. Is that cheap? No, no. it sounds astronomical. Is it really? Used to be under hundred bucks a yard. Yeah, I, I remember the days when it was like seven sixty-five, seventy a yard. Yeah, that day's long gone. Yeah, my God, long gone. They do like the fucking the water treatment centers. You know, the, you know the places that mix all the shit water and they filter all, filter yeah, all yeah. the shit out of it. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. They do all the shit tanks. So he's a shit jobber. He's a shit jobber. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Not only is he they, fucking. They also take that shit water. Throw some chlorine in it and send it to your sink. Yeah, who cares? So, <laughs> who cares? Wait, the hey, fuck? Who, hey, who cares when you got the motherfucking liquid death? Exactly, yeah. and we got the and we got the white monster. That's exactly why you should be drinking it, it, liquid it, death because you know what? The water you're drinking from your tap used to be shit water, my friends. <laughs> yeah, but not right here with liquid death, my friend. That was right nice here. of him to give you a can of water. Right here, my friend. Look at that. Get a fucking close-up on that now. That craziness. That's, that's what you should be drinking. Not right. this shit water that fucking the jobber just poured a concrete slab These for. Duds. Murder your thirst, bitch. Murder your thirst, bitch. Endorsed by Bubba the Love Sponge. Now, I'll give that one to you for free, kid. Mm. Thank you, Bubba. Do you want to hit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm on this shit, too. Those are those are duds, man. That thing's fucking expired. Yeah, but here's what, here's what you guys don't understand. Now, fucking... Uh, Danny Jones over here is going to take this and give these clips to this company and mm-hmm. say, hey, we need some endorsement here, yeah. buddy. Free. We need a couple cases yeah. of that. You and got a, the power pig huffing your salts yeah, live we, on We need 1500 a month and fucking a case, and, <laughs> exactly. uh, and that's what we're talking here. Yeah, we got, five, we got a half a million subscribers, sixty-seven thousand zillion views, and we got a jobber pulling concrete. What, <laughs> else, what else could you ask for? Yeah, and we're in the back of the I fucking know. automotive shop. What the you, fuck? You got to put a man's man in here. You can't just put. You this let me guy get up in, in here, this man. bitch. We'll be fucking rich, motherfucker. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> get me up in here. Roll my world into this, and you guys roll into my shit. We'll, I'll have a plane again. I used to have a fucking yeah, I'll have an airplane. I can't bitches. wait to check. I can't wait to check out your fucking studio. You it flip, looks badass. You will flip the fuck out when you see it. It is the, in fact, I am so inefficient on how I could be, util- like, if I had a guy like you that could help dial my shit in, the space I got, mm. and, the, and the, con- the content that I have, Danny, you would fucking freak out. I'm Tell him about some of the content that we got. That we that you got. Fuck. He's got a room in his studio, <clears throat> this size. the size of this, filled with fucking tapes of fucking oh, Squirt Olympics. Oh yeah. Fucking you, I mean, the Sibian. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, Shit, let me let me show you a video I just put on my YouTube <clears throat> channel, um, and I just found it, and it's me and Hogan going to the <laughs> Magic Lakers game. I saw, I watched that last night. And he's we meet Tiger put Woods and there. Little Wayne. We meet Tiger Woods and Little Wayne, and we're fucking gorded. And did you see that? I watched that last I night. Got, <laughs> that's the shit I got. Oh my! I mean, Austin, go on his YouTube channel. Just type in uh, BTLS YouTube. And then it's like the la- la- latest video. Yeah, the latest, latest video. video. Yeah. And it is funnier and fuck, but like, Dan, I got hundreds of hours of that shit. 
and I just happened That's to a find gold mine. My, my my girl found that one. <clears throat> you know, I, I I was in back in my merch trailer, and I found this big folder full of DVDs of you know fucking fire ants on twenty uh, fives testicles. Mm. And oh fucking, fuck! We took we took a mason jar, and we put uh peanut honey on twenty fives balls. And then took the mason jar and stuffed his balls and then duct taped it so it was an airtight. Oh and then this fucking yeah, army of fire ants goes up to his balls <clears throat> and they're eating his balls and stuff. And he's like, ah! And I got from stunts to whores the to celebrities. Shit, the fucking yeah. Rogan shit. The, all those people you used to get back on, yeah. on there back in the day is incredible. Oh. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours. Like back in the day, he's like, Three times bigger of a fan of yours. No way. Too. Oh, really? he no, is a fucking for die. I gotta get you some Bubble Army shit. I've been telling Danny to get you on the show for years. I've been, been trying. trying. I've been trying. Yeah, he's full of shit. You know, Not he has been. been. I've been so busy. And then I, I, I started really kind of looking at his shit and I'm like, Motherfucker, this guy's bigger than me. I need to get on this. I need to get on this motherfucker's tip. <laughs> yeah, we need to get together. How many man. pod? How many people's podcasts have you been on besides mine? Like how many other like people who have like I just YouTube did one podcasts? this morning. Did you? But it was from UK, and it was about catfishing because I had a girl on my show back mm-hmm. in the day named Janessa Brazil, uh-huh. and she's the one of the most catfished people in the world. And but this was a big time production company. Like this was like an L.A. Times deal. So I actually this is my second podcast. Was it a for, Skype one or like yeah, the, okay. it was um it was this new app. No, he flew to the UK. No, have you heard morning. about this new app? No, that yeah. they use for it's called um, Riverside FM. And and you talk to them, and they talk to you. And you might be this might Dan this might be a game changer Riverside for you. FM <clears throat> and you can see um, that was the production company. See where it says Janessa, and then that was the that was the meeting room okay. that I went to. Okay, and it's for for podcast. Look, like join a studio, and you hit that, and you or a QR code, but. It's a way to it's a way to pipe in guests that's better than Zoom. No way. Mm. Yes, I've never. And they heard make of you it. wear earbuds. You have to have earbuds, mm. and that's it. Mm. But you might want to look into it. You, you might want to video on there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so there's nothing better than having somebody in the studio, though. You know. No, it's it, it's such a better experience. But if you if you can't get them in the studio, right? You gotta get them. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, gotta get, you gotta get them. True. You know, and so, um, but I've only done. I think I did Dan and Dan and the guys from Orlando, uh, Dan and Tom, Tam, Tom and Dan or something. Tom and Dan. <clears throat> They're just a couple radio guys. I think I did their podcast once and I did a guy from St. Louis who was a big Howard fan mm-hmm. uh, called like uh, STL now or something. Okay. That's it. That's the only podcast I've done other than, other than my own. Hey, what's your name again? Shane. Shane. Shane the jobber. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now hold on. Before you guys go on, uh-huh. Danny, tell me that this is like not fucking super. This cool. is fucking. This gold. should be viral. What it? year is this from? Two thousand ten. Oh my this god. This should be. This should be viral, don't you think? I hundred well, percent okay. agree. You got Tiger Woods before he beat the shit out of. Uh, 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 this is his ex-wife. You got Little Wayne. You got hot bitches, and you got Hogan fucked up begging homeless people for dollars. <laughs> so watch. Go ahead and watch this. Go ahead and expand it. A crackhead. Here we go. Watch. Tiger Woods. Look at Lil Wayne. So high. 
So now we're at the game. Oh my God. Hogan's fucked up. He's all zipped Watch up. It. I'm going to fuck Chris Brown up. Is that Jennifer? Yeah. <clears throat> now Hogan. Hogan starts fucking dancing with the girls. Okay. Oh Is my it? god. Now look at now oh he starts now my, my wife now god. imagine that my wife gets involved here. Check this out. Hold on. He get, he joins Heather in there. Oh my lord. Is the fucking Jumbotron and, on him yeah, the whole time? And, I, and I'm saying easy Hogan, the entire arena's watching us. Yeah. He's on the jumbotron right now. Smells kissed her. Oh, what a sick fuck! I'm on Team Bubba. Watch. Team Bubba for life. Licks the camera. Now look at this. Now he's gored out of his fucking mind. Now he's getting Now he's drinking. Uh, Everything. Now he starts fucking hitting the chicks with the head like he's pro wrestling. Watch. Now watch. Now watch. Boom. Boom. Fucking throws in some fucking stiffies. Boom. 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 Now. 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 Look. Lakers suck. He's begging for money. Eminem. Oh I mean, no, I got like it oh shouldn't that be something? Isn't that better you, than ninety? You get in trouble for posting that shit? No, I, I own it. Okay, it's even my, though it's him on it, he doesn't like get it, mad at you. It's my camera, my right, true. <laughs> you own the copyright. Oh, have you seen my bur- my white trash burnouts I've been doing? Yes, that's fucking incredible. <clears throat> oh, doing, you still own that fucking racetrack, right? Yeah, I own a racetrack. Yeah, mm-hmm. I own a racetrack. I mean, we could be doing. Danny, I need to be your partner, or you need, need to be to my partner. There. Or something. You got a barbecue spot out there or something? What, what do you mean? My buddy's having a wedding soon, and he said they're uh, they're getting catered by some barbecue company, and they said you owned it. Or no, it, there's a barbecue company called Bubba's. That, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm about to get a cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, no. But Bubba the Love Sponge is a nationally federally trademarked though. You oh yeah, my name is just now. like Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. When you when you show my name, you're supposed to put a circled R after right. Sponge. Right. Yeah. So you know, but I mean, Danny, I I, I kind of you know need I need to fucking 
work for you or something. We need to work together. We need to help <laughs> each other. Work can, for I put, him? can I put on a high-vis res deal, <laughs> pour, pour some concrete, then roll up in here and get some tips? Hell yeah. <laughs> well, we're, Bubba's already taught me like a hundred things how to improve the audio and the headphones and all that fucking kind of radio deal. Yeah, that probably all this shit, same sounds, shit sounds I've been great. telling you for ten years. No, you just need to, these headphones are perfect. For I mean, really, they really are. Yeah, but they're falling apart. I need to, get, I need to upgrade them a little bit. You should get a headphone sponsorship. I need to get the real arms that come out of the table, not these janky fucking wobbly deals. Yeah, but, you, but it, with your numbers, you should be getting sponsorships. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not real. a good salesman. I, I am. See, I that's, know. That's, that's, that's where we help each other. What I can do is you can help me with my content and how right. to get it out, and I can help you market and distri- and, and get some spot. Like You should have <clears throat> the, like the, those super cool arms that are lit mm-hmm. or, have, oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. have one central arm here, mm-hmm. and they all mm-hmm. you know, you know, pray Articulating out. Articulating deals. Yeah. Or, you know, or just clean this up a little bit. Yeah. You know, maybe make that a little bit more user friendly. Mm-hmm. Maybe be able to pipe in the audio. That, that's what I've been <clears throat> wanting to do. Pipe the audio through the headphones. That's what you need to do. Mm. And and just a few little things. Make that TV bigger. That yeah. TV needs to be the size of that wall. Yeah, true. Really? True. And, you know, just. So I got to <clears throat> move my damn tridents. Well, hold on. I'll tell you, motherfucker. You put the tridents up a little bit and then you go. You, the TV is, you know, um, about what is that? A fucking Jobber forty three? No, that's a that's a fucking fifty two. That's a Jobber fifty two. Jobber fifty two. You should be running a fucking you know full blown eighty one eighty one Jones. <laughs> a, a fucking hundred inch McGillicuddy. <laughs> and you should be running at least an eighty two Willie. Okay, all fucking day. Let's do the yeah. numbers. Come on. Now. Yeah, we got, I mean, you yeah. can buy those for fucking seven ninety nine at Walmart. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, true. Cameras are good. Cameras are good. Those are good cameras. Mm-hmm. These are fucking the industry standard pretty yep. much in podcasting. Right. New arms, better headphones, and a better TV. And we're fucking, I mean, shit, we're, we're from, we're, we're, we're a million subs, bitch, and I get yeah. half of that. Well, you, <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> You'll be suing him in no time. Uh, yeah, he has a lawyer, too. He'll, he'll fuck, Bubba own concrete next week. He'll be, he'll be Colin week. Hogan's lawyer. Call <laughs> Clem's concrete, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Concrete with Clem. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Well, that's listen, man. Hilarious. Any other questions you need to get to? No, man. Thank you for coming no, on. I here. met fucking Concrete Willie. That's my boy. Tell <laughs> tell all these motherfuckers listening and watching where they can watch your show, your daily show, and find your YouTube, all that stuff. Tell, just, plug plug everything. Actually, the easiest thing I have an app, Bubba Army app. If okay, you just go get a bu- the Bubba Army app. You can hit listen now, and now you can hear our show. And our show's live from 6 until 10, then it replays all day. You know, or you can find us on YouTube. Fa- everything's at the Bubba Army. Everything. Okay. I'm even like a stripper. I got a cash cash app and a Venmo. You are like a stripper. You got an OnlyFans? I'm gonna, yes. Do I'm, you really have an OnlyFans? Yes. So Hell let, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going sh- to show you something. This He's is a gonna, marketing genius. This is going to flip you out. You are a marketing This is going to flip genius. you out. This is in one week. This is what I did on Venmo and just since Friday of last week. Wow. Damn. That's just people sending you Venmos. That's just, hey, it's Bubba. And just you know, tips. That's like, hey, it's Bubba, and if you're not on Twitch and you're not, you know, giving me stars on YouTube and all kind of deal, you can Venmo me at the Bubba Army. And there's guys, oh, fuck, yeah, Venmo, 25 bucks. Holy <laughs> fucking Couldn't shit, Couldn't imagine man. how hard I'd you have are, to work You are that. a, you truly are a marketing Cash, genius. Zelle, Venmo, mm-hmm. PayPal. All at the Bubba Army. I need to get on that shit. Yeah, motherfucker. I got this fucking Patreon deal. It doesn't really work too well. Get the fuck off of that. Patreon sucks, It's huh? not, I mean, what the fuck? I gotta get on OnlyFans and Venmo. OnlyFans, Venmo, you need to... Only, Does the OnlyFans do good? We do, we do about 
twenty five hundred a month. Okay. I mean, you and you have a fucking hardcore loyal following. Too. Well, we have the thing about our following is we have levels where if you have given at least twenty four hundred dollars in a year, then you're considered Bubba Army royalty, mm. and you get a an invitation to the Bubba Army royalty party every year, which is the first the second week of Martin Luther King Day weekend because that's the cheapest weekend to fly. And the hotel rooms aren't extrap. You get so uh, the second week of January, everybody flies into Tampa, and you get us the Bubba Army ring, which is a big Super Bowl. We don't have one, do we? We should have brought one. That's badass. <clears throat> um, the same people that make the Super Bowl rings make my rings, and so, but you have to have the twenty four hundred dollar level. So you know, it's just a big, you know, it's a big Bubba. You That's know, fucking so Ponzi slash Shakedown, <laughs> Amway, Bernie Madoff. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, this fucking used car. It's just a fight to hustle. It's a straight fucking hustle. That's fucking genius, And man. you got the audience, but you're not hustling. I'm not hustling. That's my I'm problem. Hu- I'm hustling. You are. I don't have your audience. If I had your audience, I'd be doing $10 million a year. Fucking A. I need to learn from you, Bubba. No, for real. I believe that. I'd be doing 10 If I had your audience, I have 45,000 subscribers. And, you know, I know what I do. If I had your audience, I'd be doing $10 million a year. Well, I'm going to learn. I'm going to teach you. Now, you teach me how to get this shit out, and I'll teach you how to fucking sell it. You got a fucking deal, Bubba. Concrete Clem. Thank you for doing this, Bubba. That's his name, Concrete Clem. Concrete. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, 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 and fucking, I don't want to put crackhead on him. No, you don't have to give him crackhead. How about clicking? How about right-clicking Calvin? Right-clicking Calvin? <laughs> Something. Right-clicking Calvin the cowboy. Something. Hey, man, I, had, I had a great time. Love you, Bubba. More importantly, I want to show you my sizzle. Oh, yeah, let's watch that. It's, it's seven minutes. Okay. So are you good with that? I'm good with that. Yeah, we yeah, might yeah. even be able to project it up there. Do you want to watch it? You don't want to watch it on the podcast, do you? No. No, no, no. no, no. We'll, we'll end it first. All right. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, everybody.